H sound. Yeah, in, in Portuguese, the R is an H sound. So it's Hickson. Mango bagger. Hoist Gracie. What did I call him? Rickson. You unsophisticated piece of shit. What are you going to do? Sounds like someone needs to educate to himself. Right on. Um, Matt Shelton said you can go come over and watch the fights with him, and then I'll go do the wrestling show, and then um, we can meet up afterwards. You'll be you'll you'll show up mid. I'll show up probably around eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. Anyway, we're recording already. We've already started. I want to start with a moment of silence for our good friend Jeffrey Epstein. He was a was that sweat hole. He was is, that, go- is that new to this episode? He was a go getter. Yeah, we haven't talked about our good friend Jeffrey Epstein. It's been kind of a while. It's yeah, been, it's been eight days. It's been last Friday was the last episode. Oh, it's gone. And our good friend Jeffrey Epstein has was taken to just reach out if you're if you're thinking about taking your own life. Please reach out. You know, it just goes to show you, even famous, like rich and powerful people, you know, have problems too. And it's just sad. Depre- you know, depression sucks, bro. It's, I mean, even the rich, like, he's a billionaire. He has his own island. His own island. Which Trump was never at, by the way. Did you see that? He was never at his island. <laughs> he said that unprompted. You know, I was never at his island. Which I was never at, by the way. <laughs> like, he's like a kid. I, I, I don't understand what's wrong with him having an island. There's nothing wrong with him having an island. I have two islands. He has two islands. Yeah, actually, he does. Islands, <laughs> <laughs> I, islands in, in the, the stream. stream. That is what they are. <laughs> Nowhere in between. <laughs> but poor Jeffrey. Such a sweet, non-suicidal man. Until, yeah, I guess you're not suicidal until you are. You know? Yeah. Especially when these trumped-up bogus charges. He was providing a service. He was a capitalist. And apparently he had really a problem with the suicide because a lot of people heard blood curdling screams coming from his, <laughs> from well, his jail cell. He, a lot of things. Another thing people don't understand about the suicide issue is that when you're that rich, you have people kill yourself for you. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's it. It's not like these guys uh, they're doing suicide by cop by going out and first killing twenty people at, at a Walmart. A Walmart, as, I mean, as some people say. I mean, hanging yourself by yourself is pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you have a broken neck, as they found out he had. Yeah. But, I mean, they got that the, the famous uh, crime scene investigator guy that's ruled everything exactly as the government would want someone to rule it over the years. He, well, had the, I mean, he had the autopsy show on HBO. He ruled Kennedy's death. Oh, yeah, it was the one thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Everything that they would want to he, be... Didn't he help convict the uh, the West Memphis Three? Didn't he? Uh, uh, I don't think he did, but... That, <laughs> I know. It would have been awesome say. if he was also involved. <laughs> yeah. in, fuck it! We're, <laughs> no, but he, was, he, he helped convict the West Memphis Three, <laughs> the Central Park Five... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole show about uh, false confessions. He's in every single one of them on uh, on Netflix. But rest in peace, brother Jeffrey. Rest in power. <laughs> rest in power. <laughs> rest in pieces. <laughs> oh God damn it! Isn't that harmony? It's that eleven part harmony. Whatever you say about them, they are they were tremendous singers. Oh yeah, I mean I've got nothing but great things to say about them. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care for a lot of their music. You didn't like Motown Philly? It was okay. I mean, 
I wasn't a huge fan. A little anything. East Coast swang. Or I was always waiting for the Alexander Polira, which never quite showed up. The Alexander Polira. Hmm. It, it was so on the video. Oh no! Now, oh, that, now we're talking. R.I.P. Jeffrey. Now we're talking. Fucking goddamn it! It's in the way that you noose it. <laughs> That's a lot to write down, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> the show can't continue. Until Autopsy <laughs> won't show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, suicide. Yeah, yeah. Wink, it, wink. That was the, that was the uh, the, the coroner. Tommy Flanagan is he the, the coroner? Corner. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, suicide. My wife, Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> ticket. <laughs> It's one of the most annoying <laughs> fucking characters. Right. Tommy Flanagan. <laughs> it's Not <a> Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the way that you use it. Um, young young girls, boy, they blow. No. Oh, or something. I wouldn't know that. Jeffrey had nothing to do with any of those. Are all trumped up charges. My favorite thing is that video where it shows Epstein and, and Trump, and Trump's doing that awkward dance with all these girls around. And he goes there and he's whispering in his ear. With the, it's like the cheerleaders. That twelve-year-old. That's the one I want. Is it the ch- ch- the Cowboys cheerleaders? Is it, is well, there's the so many awkward Trump dancing things. There's the one where he's at like at the church and he's trying to pretend like he's a jerky guy. Yeah. Well, the, it's it's the one where him has video of him and Epstein at a party at Mar-a-Lago, and he's like desperately trying to make sure Epstein makes thinks he's cool. Yeah. So he's like doing this little Donald Trump dance. He's freshly divorced. He just got rid of Marla. Marla no, no, Ivanka. He's yeah. getting ready. He's, he was cheating on Ivanka or Ivana with Marla. Maybe with Ivanka. Maybe with Ivanka. Well, he did. I don't know. He did kick Epstein off of out of Mar at Mar-a-Lago. I'm sure that was not to do with anything with underage girls. Let's just be fair. I'm sure it was. That, that had to be some kind of. You don't think that Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Was guilty of messing with underage girls. No, I'm absolutely <laughs> or doing something guilty. I'm, I'm absolutely certain and that, that he was, did. But, but I don't think Donald Trump would give a fuck. Is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't saying he's guilty. I don't know. The man has a private island. There's no laws there. You can do what you want. It's like international waters, sort of. I'm International Waters Jones, attorney for <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and this is my legal counsel, Muddy Waters, because he's going to muddy the water. <laughs> and he's, a, he's an old blues guy. I wonder if he is. I wonder if the island is uh, owned by a, a nation state. I mean, it's owned by Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. But I don't know. Is it under the under the umbrella of, an, of a nation state? See, like, I don't know how that works, and that's an honest question. I mean, can you just purchase... Something and then you're not subject to other call people's Jonathan rules. Call and like a. a I think that there are a few like uninhabitable. Jonathan. Jonathan. Uninhabitable islands that maybe are like jointly owned by the nations near it. Right. No one, but you're not allowed to own it. But I don't know about this island if it's like you know part of the Maldives or I don't even know where it is. I don't either. But I've seen the, the, the drone footage of it. and It's really creepy. Like it's a, there's like it's a, a Jewish temple. There's like a there's like a four wheel drive like path around it from yeah. like there, and then there are like little there are like three or four little stations. There's pans with indeterminate animals in them. Somewhere. And then a beach. I mean, it looks like a it's like a, <laughs> it's the island of Doctor Moreau's. I mean, it's, it it's basically like my dream. Like I want to live on <laughs> yeah. without the other without the other people. You right, know? right. I want to and with the, make it a with good place. or without the underage girls. Without. 
Okay, the girls can be teetering. I don't see, but I don't. Do you take the average of the age of consent, and that's the age of girls that we're allowed to have the lowest age. <laughs> girls that we're allowed to have average all fifty states age of consent seventeen and a half. Great, bring them on, and then you play an entrance song, much like this. <laughs> Shremo, tis high the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll, the salt and the slits, Godfather, Gash, episode two hundred twenty-four of Pillow Fort Fucking Radio. <laughs> We're here, we're queer, get used to it. As always, I'm joined by the white Samoan, the... The... Intercontinental Gorilla. Intercontinental Gorilla, the white the, Samoan. The vanilla the, world champion. The vanilla champion. Um, the illegitimate son of Bald Bull. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Listen... <laughs> Would, would you would you have been? A, I've been stuck on Ball Bowl for five years. <laughs> would, you, would you would you felt bad, better about it if you were his legitimate son? Well, I guess. <laughs> you want to be a then, bastard? Then, I, then least, I get the Sultanate. At least you want to be claimed by Ball Bowl. <laughs> sure, As you, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be Bald Snow. You want to be Bald Bowl Junior. Bald Sand. Bald Sand. Yeah. Would he be a Sand? Sure. Okay. Turkey? Bald Rivers. Are you kidding? Yeah, he's kind of dark. Yeah, he's Turkish. Yeah. yeah. One eyebrow. Short bald bull head. Anyway, that's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. And as always, the greatest claw machinist to ever walk the face of God's greener. The Dirty Shame, Juna. Um, pretty sure he was in the Dave Clark Five. Um, he was actually one of the Mandrell sisters. If I don't know if you remember that, he was he played Lurleen. Lurleen Mandrell. There's a poll. That's a deep, deep poll that 11 people will get. Not even 11 people that listen to this. Just 11 people. The Ridley Scott of Regenerative Farm. The Ridley Scott. Of, that's pretty good. I mean, he's a pretty good director. I like the yeah. I've liked a lot of his movies. Ridley Scott of Regenerative Farming. It's old Johnny Liberty Loads over there. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. I blew myself. Whoop, 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 whoop. Fuck this shit. Whoop, 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 whoop. If you can't handle me Jiggle and my fuck this shit, shit then you don't deserve me. <laughs> Is that my a John Will Shatter? Yeah. <laughs> Let me give a call out to John Will Shatter this week. <laughs> if you can't handle my new our, best friend, our um, unpaid intern and meat maker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got one hell of a punk band. <laughs> Fucking, if you can't handle me at my fuck this shit, then you don't deserve <laughs> me at my whoop, whoop. whoop. It's one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he made us an oddly specific meme. My mother smokes crack. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to go see them last night, and it just kind of fell through. Yeah, well, um, I came. I had to have an episiotomy. I had to go to the chiropodist. <laughs> episiotomy is where they have to cut between the vagina and the butthole so the baby <laughs> can get out. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> anyway, so how's everybody's week going? Uh, pretty good. Fabulous. Good. Okay. The fact good. that I'm not, I, I got up here and I sat down. And I got really woozy for a second. Did you? I think it's because I ate too much sugar. Like I, my body's not used to it because you've stopped eating sugar for a little while. Yeah. Are you dehydrated? Maybe a like little. Some, would you like some water, please? Hold on. What about a Gatorade? Sugar free yeah, Gatorade yeah. and water. Waters. I'll be right back. So, uh, when was the last time you went to the state fair, Chuck? Oh shit! Ever? 
I don't think I've ever been to the state fair. fair? I've never been to the state fair. Oh man, you'd like it. I'm sure I would. I like fairs. I'm I'm a fan of the food is ridiculous. Are you kidding? I mean, it's disgusting. Funnel cake, everything. No, I mean like (laughs) just and then like thank you, sir. And it's 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 different from when we were kids. I mean, it used to be you know funnel cake was big and corn dogs and there's now don't all the local food truck people come set up. Well, the state fair this time. I mean, like I went last time. I went was four years ago. But um, like the, like just ridiculous things because you know like um, I'm trying to think like I remember like four years ago there was a thing where you could get like donut cheeseburgers, hell yeah, like and, like a Luther, and, and then there was this thing I got that was like I think it was a hoagie but it was like um, it was like Philly steak and cheese with kielbasa and something else you know just crazy Jesus. combinations and then they've got like like giant turkey legs that are and they've got like a wood fired smoke walk around there. like a king. And they're, and they're actually smoking things. And they're, they're actually smoking these things in a giant smoker, and it's a turkey leg that's a foot long. Holy fucking shit! Yeah, I need up. that. And then they, need that my wife. and just like Philly's cheesesteaks, uh, just crazy stuff. Pizza, mm-hmm. um, deep fried ravioli bites. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all the frylings. Yeah. All the frylings that deep fried Twinkies that, that a that a, a frylings could fry. Deep fried Twinkies, deep fried. Where is the state fair? Way. It's in, in Lewisburg. Ah, oh, the coolest place ever. Which I've never been to. Is it the coolest place ever? It was, well, it, it was cool America's town. coolest small uh, town. I mean, like, officially for a while. It. it overtook Fayetteville. Didn't no, it? Fayetteville overtook it, I believe. Here in the last few I don't years. think Fayetteville currently has the title. I can't believe... Is that in the whole United States? That's what they say. I, I can know. see it, man. Fayetteville's pretty fucking awesome. But, but according yeah, to... Because Bakersfield. According to Yoakum. You say, you don't know me, but you don't like me. Oh, Kill has... um. Um, that one guy that sings at you, the one guy that that, that, that had, had a guy die there. Yeah, Hank Williams. Hank, Hank, Hank. The whole world calls him Hank. What is it? The whole world calls him Hank. God, I fucking hate Hank Williams Jr. God, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> I've hated him my entire fucking my life. Friend Andrew Let's Atkins get right into Umbridge and let me talk about fucking Hank. My Williams friend Jr. Andrew Atkins says I like my Hanks uh, in odd numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I that actually, uh, I'm actually fine with with Hank Jr. and I hate Hank three. Hank I don't like Hank 3 either, Hank 3 kind of does seem like a bit of a like, poser. He's like somebody, like, I'd like to cage fight him or something. Like, he just seems like a piece of shit. I, I don't mind Anybody Hank. who seeks out the fucking whites to hang out with. Well, I'm fine with that. Uh, but um, it's just <laughs> yeah, his, I thought it, that was pretty cool. It's just his attitude and the attitude of everybody that goes to his shows. Like, it's like, we're country, but we're, we're tough. Vi- we're violent. We're like country punk. And we want to fight. Kunk? Yeah, we're kunk. Kunk. Hey. <laughs> We're not. We have like this really weird country. We have this really weird I- identity crisis thing going on that we're real proud about. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're proud of what we're not certain we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I probably like Hank Jr. better just because uh, at least a lot of his songs were fun about drinking and stuff. Well, I just he's just such a fucking. I mean, it's well. Let's put it this way: it's not that I dislike Hank Jr. It's that I like I dislike so many of his fans. Like yeah, as a fun. group, they are so fucking obnoxious. Like I, mean, I, I used to go to high school with Dave them. Matthews. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll bump you that one. Grateful Dead. <laughs> Gene Autry. Fish. Oh God. Raise hell, praise Dale. <laughs> fucking NASCAR. Just in general, <laughs> not one driver. Dick Trickle, though. <laughs> Dick Trickle. Fuck Dick Trickle. God, what a name. I think he's a CIA operative. Um, no, I, I just... I don't know, man. Hank is just... 
They, they used to, we used to go to parties and there would be a group of guys standing around and they'd clap and stomp and sing his songs. And I'd be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Maybe they're having fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're allowed to have fun. Fuck them. Fuck me. Fuck your stupid gay fun. Why don't you go suck each other's butts? Butt suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the State Fair food thing, it's like, and then there's like uh, apple dumplings. You know what that is? I know that there was a gang. Yeah. It's like the a, apple dumpling it's gang. It's an apple Rough wrapped in like a wonton, like a dumpling, oh, mm-hmm. and deep fried, and it they, you know, can come with different things. It can come with ice cream or oh, you know, they can do crazy shit to it. Um, have you ever heard of an elephant ear? Of course. They used to make those at uh, yeah. Cedar Point. Yes, yeah, I wasn't um, too familiar. It's like a giant those. donut type deal. Yeah, but shaped like an elephant ear. Mm-hmm. It's basically to take all the and cracklings can, and sprinkles powdered sugar. And then you can put yeah. whatever shit you want on there. And just just like lots of crazy stuff. Uh, like, I'm trying to think of some other ones. They, they were a lot. I mean, it was a lot. I remember we'd go and Dad would get a uh, one of the big giant Italian sausages with peppers and onions and all the shit all over it. As when as soon as we walked in, and then he, we he would I didn't really ride like the adult rides like scrambler the, all that shit I wasn't into, and but he would and then on the way out he would indeed get another Italian sausage with all the peppers and shit and that then, was that was his jam and then complain on the way home about, about the heartburn heart and indigestion and all the shit. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe don't get the thing. That, Do you ride rides now? No, I don't. I mean, I don't go anywhere to ride rides. I've, I've, a, ride I've got an embarrassing out. story when it comes to that. Oh, you do? Did yeah. you shit your pants on a ride? No. Oh, come on. Did it involve, yeah, I was going to say, did it involve a tornado of bodily fluids? <laughs> it did not. It, it did not. You puke here, then on the way back, it hits you in the face. I was going, I was getting on one of the rides at Cedar Point, and uh, I was with uh, my stepdaughter. And um, and her cousin, who sadly passed since, and um, we stood in line for this ride for like two hours. Got to the front of the line. I got in the roller coaster. They couldn't close the fucking roller coaster on me. It was not designed for you. I, I didn't think I was that big. I mean, I was heavier then, but <laughs> the lady was just like she was leaning on it, and it wasn't. She's like, "Sir, I, I, I can't get it to close on you." So I had to get up in front of all these people, and yeah, that's fat fuck can't get on the ride. Some little kids start laughing. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty mortifying. But on the upside, I didn't want to ride the fucking thing, so I got to win. Uh, same thing happened to me. Yeah, at uh, Kings Island. Yeah, I was on my honeymoon. At right, it was like right after we got married, and we went to Kings Island because we were poor, and that was pretty much the only thing we could do. Yeah, and we went to Kings Island, and there was the ride that takes you all the way up here. And then drops you down Demon drop The thing comes over your shoulders And they couldn't get it to latch on me And at the time I was thinking It's probably because I'm taller than 5 foot 4 Because everybody on there was short It was probably also because I was fat and I couldn't. It, they couldn't get it latched on me, so I couldn't ride that. And, and indeed, I had to get off, and they had to call two more people. And but then we got on the Son of the Beast, which is the largest wooden roller coaster. I don't know if you've ever been on a wooden roller coaster besides the Big Dipper. It's an extremely violent experience. These things beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. But I got on that thing, and it and this thing comes onto your lap, and it didn't come up here. It stopped at my knees. So you're. And they're like, okay, thrown out of the fucking thing. <laughs> they're like, okay, cool. I'm like, okay. And I was on the back, mm-hmm. and this thing has loops, yeah. and it fucking goes around. Uh, that has been fucking terrifying. Oh, it was absolutely terrifying. And then when we went in the, when we went in the loop, I, I was standing. I was standing up, and this thing wasn't holding me down, and I was holding onto the thing, 
And whenever we got off of it, I felt like I'd just lifted weights for three hours. Yeah. And my hands were uh, gnarled like this because I held on so hard because I didn't want to fall out of the f- fucking. You were doing a perpetual <laughs> bent over row hold. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <like>, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holding my own body weight and um, the centrifugal force. Centrifugal force. It was fucking insane. But I didn't ride anything else that day. Except for the like, the scrambler was fine at that. Actually, point. I don't. I, but I, don't, I think you're inaccurate. I don't think the beast or the son of the beast is the largest wooden roller coaster. I think it's the Mean Streak. The Mean Streak. I, mean, I think it was Cedar at Point the time. At, at that time. It was, but ten, Cedar ten, Point had one called the Mean Streak, and it was you know. But it, those things beat the ever living fuck out of you. Yeah, I've heard since then that uh, the regular roller coasters that are just like on a track, a track. That aren't wooden They aren't that bad No This thing was just a fucking beating It's built it. It's built like the On the old rail system I mean it's It was a fucking absolute nightmare Again, Ru- Ruined rides for at, me At the center of the state park They had Like a big giant Like pool mm-hmm. Like an above ground pool That was like small like But like diving deep And then a tower Up right beside it And, and diving boards on it And then different size Like planks going up this tower Like Oh maybe Oh, at least 100 feet up at the top, 150 maybe. And they had these people, these divers dressed up as animals, like doing different stupid stuff and diving into the pool, you know? And, Man. and like the, at one point, this guy came out in like a cape and a mask and they had some, he had some shtick and they, he, he went up so far, pretty far high up and they set him on fire. Oh, Jesus. And he stood on this pole on fire for, you know, a minute and then, and then, you know, did something where he, you know, fell in the water. Uh, <laughs> just, just you know, fun stuff like that. Something really weird else. stuff. Uh, I can say, like four years ago when I went, there was like this really weird. There's like this section. There's a bunch of like really kitschy stuff. Like, like you go in, it's like the, the, um, it's like a fun, ha- like a like a freak show fun house type thing where they've got like a three eyed fish, like a, and a two headed snake, and it, and like some of it's like obviously like, like the mystery hole type shit. Yeah, yeah. But like really, and then like and then there'll be like a back place where there, there's like a performer, like there was a sword swallower girl, a gal who was like, you know, she was like actually known that the one of the people I was with like actually knew who she was. Like she's like is a fa- sort of a semi famous carny. And she smelled real bad because she'd been in like this black leather suit like all week in the summertime, and you know, no, you know, just just carny lifestyle. And she was doing the sword swallowing thing, and like she messed, like she she blew, she threw up on like on stage. Oh was, my god! It was only us three watching her, but it was yeah, it, it was like really. But we sat, we hung out and talked with her and stuff. It was like that would be fucking horrifying. Yeah, she just like, she just you know she just dropped the ball and gagged a little too hard on the sword and. <laughs> Had a little, had a little, uh, a little chunky stage vomit. I like it. I bet she was probably a pro though, and just kept going, didn't she? Oh yeah, she just kind of, you know, she just yeah went on to the it's next. Like thing. in porn, whenever they throw up on somebody's cock, they just spit out the chunks and they keep going, bud. Or when uh, Houston going. was telling a story one time where she, a guy was fucking her in the ass and she shit all over him. Hell yeah! And then they cleaned it up and they finished. She said, "I finished the scene." I was just like, uh, "For me, being the guy, that scene is over. Like, yeah, this is over. It'd be like there will be no more, nah. <laughs> no <laughs> shit on the dick." No more dick shitting. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, this shit I'll see myself out. <laughs> if you'll excuse me. And then they had this thing oh, set no, up. Oh, no, there's shit on my dick. They had this thing set up that we tried to get there for, but we couldn't find it Shame. in time for the show. But it was like Shame. this little, um, this little like racing rink, you know, about the size of the you know, kitchen and living room, a little bit bigger. 
and it was like they had like little mini piglets, but raced them raced them like greyhounds, <laughs> and they had like some kind of mechanical thing with an Oreo cookie that they would chase. Well, that's just fun around, and you know, and that's why we tried, we tried to go. And then the, in the middle, they had like this tub, and there was you know such and such the the, the famous swimming pig, and the pig would like do would, like dive. <laughs> and like, do, like, do, like diving tricks and That's stuff. just the cutest thing ever But we missed it we, we, like, we walked around the whole park and missed it You know we couldn't find it And then later in the day we looped back around And was like oh here's where it was But Do you ever do like You know, you, you know how people who are judges of horse flesh And, 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 and dog people Do you ever Are you that way with pigs Can you look like that pig's garbage That pig's a piece of Stupid shit like faggot pig. That, that, I mean I can, I can tell you things about them Things I you know but I mean, like the the types of pigs that they do like for show pigs are like, it's like kind of the opposite of what the kind of pig that I do. Well, sure, there are advantages to having these freaky muscular pigs that like have like double muscles and they're like just like they get real big real fast. Yeah, you know, like you could you could use those genetics if you wanted to add some meat into your line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With just a little bit of breeding, add a lot of meat. You know, add a lot of growth to your line. They have a purpose. It's just. The the actual purebred show pig does not have a purpose. It's it's grotesque. Okay, like they can't. They sort can't like live. a, I don't know, a pug or. Um, well, I was watching. Yeah, uh, it's, it, but but just with muscle and I, and like they just look they just look freakish. I was watching Hannibal. Have you seen it? The TV show or the movie? The movie. Yeah, I think I the may, one really Scott directed. I may have watched some of it. Gary Oldman plays this guy who. Hannibal Lecter convinced him to cut off his own face and feed it to the dog. Very graphic. And of course Gary Oldman's great at every fucking role he plays. So this guy's creepy as shit. He he's in some he's 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 immensely wealthy and powerful. And uh the crux of it is is that he has gotten these Italian boars to has trained them to eat the eat Hannibal Lecter, right? These fucking things were terrifying. They weigh like a thousand pounds a piece. They're fucking, you know, razor sharp fucking teeth. I mean, I was like, I was like, is that what John's pigs can get if you leave if you leave them be? Or, I mean, these things were like knocking over a car big. I mean, they were fucking. I mean, yeah, some breeds of pig get real big, especially the intact males. How big's Russell? He's only like maybe seven. Or just he, his weight fluctuates. He's maybe seven or eight hundred pounds. He's pretty big. He, pretty he's, big boat. He's kind of small. Like that same breed, you can you know they could easily get twelve hundred. These things were super aggressive, though. I mean, they were like they would knock people down and I mean attack them. I mean, they were. They I mean, were, if, they were just boars. That's all they were. So, I mean, if they're uh, well, boar boar is a word for all boar. The word boar means is that a male that it's has, a male pig that has his testicles. Oh, okay. So then there there are like wild pigs. So the males that have testicles are boars, and the females, you know, sows or gilt or you know, if they haven't been bred, you know, there's different names for it. But but people always say wild boar, you know, thinking about like wild that's boars, a, like that's not <laughs> Duran Duran. Like, yes. like <laughs> they're all the same for the most part. Most of them are all the same species. Wild boar, but right? It's, but it's just like a you know wild the way boar. a dog is can be so widely genetically variable. okay. But uh, like but any pig. That's that has any decent survival genetics. If if you let them go feral and they live in the woods with, without any intervention, over the course of generations, they're going to get coarse bristly hair. They're going to develop certain traits that wild pigs or wild what you would call wild boars have. Right. And how big they get just depends on how much 
food they can food eat. and space and stuff they have. Well, these were of course trained to be, you know, and fed to be like, you know, awful. I mean, you could you could take just about any pig, you know, like a meat pig, you know, a regular breed of pig, and just abuse it and not feed it. Fuck yeah, and 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 you know, throw live animals to it and train it to be a monster. Yeah. Just like you can train a dog to be a monster. Well, they what they did was they played this certain piece of music, and then they would play uh, uh, people screaming like over the sound system. And when they would do that, the pigs would lose their fucking minds, and they would attack whatever was in the fucking pen. Mm-hmm. So one of the best parts of the movie, though, is Hannibal. They've got Hannibal in there, and they've trained him. As, they're going to eat his feet first. But then, after they're done eating his feet, they're going to take him and sew him up and shooting full of antibiotics and heal him and just have the pigs eat him like piece by piece I mean, this, cart. this is the to- this is the torture that, that this guy <laughs> like, like tapas yes this guy has 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 devised i mean it's actually a fairly ingenious and awful way to fucking kill another human being but of course hannibal lecter being a superhuman character in these fucking I, I, i've got issue with that but anyway um the pigs get out and apparently he's such a badass that he's carrying Clarice because they've captured Clarice as well, played by Julianne Redbeard more in this one. And uh Redbeard. Yeah, because she never shows her tits. She always just shows her she's like hey, she showed her her boobs Bo- in uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah. And and um a couple of them. Another Probably. One. Yeah. Well that was on knocked up though. I mean not not yeah, it was on knocked up where I got that one. But anyway, um She was so sick She's standing that. there. There he's standing there holding her and the pigs just go around him. I'm sitting there going like point of order. These fucking things are awful creatures. They're not like to run this guy down and eat him. You know what I mean? But apparently, because he's Hannibal Lecter, they're not going to eat him. Oh shit! That's that guy that eats people. Let's go around him. He's Fuck got, you. He's got some telekinetic power. It, it, or some. He's giving off some kind of pheromones because he's so crazy. I mean, uh, it, it got to be so much. By the end with this fucking character. The animals can smell fear and they can smell that I do not have any fear. It, the, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Red Dragon was pretty good because he was not in it that much. He, he was in it a little bit. Isn't that the one where he cuts off Ray Liotta, the top of Ray Liotta's head and eats his That's brain. Hannibal. Hannibal, okay. Yeah, which Ray Liotta deserved, but I mean, it was it was a Ray Liotta that was... Ray Liotta is a fine actor, so I don't know why you would think that he deserved <laughs> yeah, to have he's a nice guy by a cannibal. He's quitting smoking. With shantings, and he's not had any plastic surgery. Look at him. <laughs> but anyway, um, Karen, <laughs> where's the why fucking we get him money? Things, Karen. God, that's, uh, <laughs> one, one, the one downside to Goodfellas. No, that was a great scene because that's probably how people actually argue. <laughs> Karen, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, no, uh, but you know the. I was just like I was terrified I mean not terrified By the pigs But just thinking You know These fucking things man I mean Does John have to deal with that Do they they decide To just knock him down Sometimes And go to town They don't want to do that He's a fucking jujitsu He's a jujitsu expert He's a jujitsu jujitsu expert I I mean I can tell you a story I was I haven't had too many Like sometimes Like when you're When you're working With the piglets And they scream Then the mom will go crazy The mother will go crazy Yeah and And like she'll bust Through a pen To get to them like the Kool-Aid man? Like bust through a wooden uh, or whatever. So when you're doing certain things, like when you're castrating, they scream and she'll try. If she's if she's nearby, I usually try to keep her away. Um, and the and the boars sometimes, too, can get a little defensive. Russell's real chill, but I have this, uh, un- this castrated male who's like a couple years old. I just haven't gotten him to the butcher. 
um, who's like friends with the pig, the piglets I currently have because he grew up like they grew up around him, yeah, like, in the same paddock, so they're like buddies. And I was selling these piglets, and I was dragging, you know, we were dragging one to the truck to put in this guy's truck, and he got he got <laughs> and like it was like coming at us and stuff, and Bub came and hit him, and I got like a stick and was like. You know that bub, and just like just kind of like keeping him, keeping away, kind of poking him with like a sharp, with like a sharp. It was like a plastic uh, fence post that's got like a little little stabby thing on mm-hmm. it, so you can stick it in the ground. Yeah, and I was just kind of poking at him, and I was like, "Bub, help, help!" And Bub would come and hit him, and he come the other way, and we got the piglet. And once the piglet was quiet, he calmed down. He was fine, but he was like, he was ready to fuck some shit up yeah. for his little buddy. Well, um, and then when they fight, like I mean, it's. Like, I deal with it all the time when they feed, because I, I kind of have a pretty wild setup where I'll just dump a bunch of feed in a couple spots. Okay, guys, you know, sur- you know, survival of the fittest, and the sheep try to get in there, and, the, and they, and so the, it kind of works out pretty well, because the larger pig needs more food. Right. So, so a more dominant pig is going to be able to kind of fight his way over and get more of his share, and it kind of balances out really well. But they get into it sometimes if they're if they're kind of hungry in the food and I'm not feeding them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to force them to eat more grass and healthy things. They'll get feisty and they'll you know they cut each other sometimes. Like if I have two separate cohorts, like if I have a group of pigs over here and a group of pigs over yonder, and they haven't haven't seen each other in a long time or have never met. Sometimes when they meet up, like if they get out or if I'm trying to rearrange them somehow and they come into contact for the first time, a lot of times they'll have a. Uh, a dominance battle. Yeah, they'll have a battle and they'll cut each other up pretty good. Jesus. But they're, I mean, like a, a cut, like a nasty cut to a pig, like something that would be like, oh, this is life-threatening if it happened to a person. you got to go to the hospital. A pig is just like, you wake up the next day and the thing's fucking half-healed. Like they could have their fucking, there could be meat hanging off of them. You know what I mean? Duct tape it back on. I mean, they just heal. They're just amazing. Like you, I can cut a pig's scrotum. Open, yeah. pull the balls out. While pull the balls out, cut it, and blood's dripping out, and just spray it with some blue coat, and come back the next day, and he's like, "Do do 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 That's fucking. He comes unreal. right back up to That's me. unreal. They're it's made just, of it, adamantium. Yeah, that's how tough they are. That's how. That's not. Uh, now come on, <laughs> adamantium's unbreakable, sir. <laughs> I mean, they're just <laughs> fucking leapt on. I mean, yeah, and you add that to the fact that they, you know, they have these huge litters. They can have multiple litters a year. They're that tough. They can eat anything. They can live in almost any environment. Well, yeah, they're, they're just they're just amazing animals, right? And there's a there's a show called Life After People, and that was one of the things that they talked about is that all the pigs, you know, left unchecked. Without human beings would start rampaging up and down the fucking coast, like they would be like this unstoppable force. You know what I mean? Um, I always, if I could, I'd like to build a simulation where I release all the circus animals or, or zoo animals and release all those things and just see what happens. Like fucking lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Fucking running, running all over fucking Appalachia and and against wild pigs and shit like that. Who wins? Oh, you're, you know tra- I mean? you're, you're talking about a Pangea situation. Well, I, well, I'm talking about a take humans out of the equation. It's the Pangea. Release all the fucking animals. See what happens. But you said Appalachia mixed with. Jungle animals Is that what you said Well well, Appalachia Because you know Appalachia would be prime A a tiger would probably Do quite well In Appalachia I mean But I'm saying Yeah But how do You know 
if you just took the humans out, the tiger's not just going to show up in Appalachia. No, no, no but I'm saying if you, if, you, if you release it from, like, in captivity is what I'm saying. Oh. All the tigers that are in captivity. There's more tigers, tigers in captivity in, in Texas, Texas yeah. than there are wild tigers I was just getting ready to drop that fact yeah. and feel all cool about it. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. So you just release them. Of course, a lot of them are just going to die because they can't take care of themselves. But you're going to have that one hardened group that, that, that the fucking instinct is still there. And they and you know for one thing, food is not going to be hard to come by for a long time. You know, you're going to have so many farm animals that so many cows that are just can't take care of themselves that all these wild animals are just going to fucking rip them apart. The cows won't make it. The sheep won't make it. Right. The goats probably. The goats. Goats would probably would, wouldn't they? Once they get their instinct back, they probably there might there might be uh, a sparse population of them that survives for a while, and then they'll they'll come back. Pigs pigs would probably which by the way I'm pretty sure the Powell Mountain goat has passed. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard too. Rest in in power. Too bad it happened on the same week as our good friend Jeffrey Epstein, or people would be a little bit. Or maybe she just moved. I mean, she doesn't. There's nothing keeping her. She can do whatever she wants. She's a white woman in America. She can do whatever she wants. (laughs) No, but I was. uh, There is a fact that uh, the. The prairie is almost identical to the savannah in Africa. The only difference is the climate. The climate, it gets cold on the prairie. It doesn't get cold on the savannah. It just doesn't. So at one point, there were animals, there were lions that were almost genetically identical to African lions on the American prairie. So just think about that. You had a a pride of lions you know, gets loose out there. All the fucking buffalo would start to make a recovery. How how cool would that be to see just life, the struggle of life, and see who's going to fucking win? You know what I mean? Plus, plus throw into the the equation chimps and shit like that are going to be running loose. Well, it'd, be, it'd, be nice, it'd be neat to watch like a hundred years, right? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like to see how much because there's going to be a lot of rapid change. Sure. And. But that's what one of the. I mean, uh, that'd be an interesting book if you could get uh, get people who actually are in the know. But that's the know. thing that people. Even it's just a guess. Even the know. smartest of smart ecologists aren't going to know, right? But an educated guess is a fun thing, you know. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of like a Jurassic Park type book, almost, sure. But because you imagine be, wolves also unchecked, it also be really need to write a book where there are no human characters, like no language happening. That's just tough description. To do. That, You're talking about the what the call of the wild, doing. except with. I mean, you could totally do it. I right. mean, just imagine just just writing a story that's a nature channel, you know, like. Uh, hmm. But there's like but, your but, there are, but you but you you're saying remove the humans from the situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking that literally. Right. Absolutely. I mean, so there's no humans in this story. Actually, what I what I would do is being more lazy writer, I guess I would just write it in. There's only a few people left. You know, and they had to adapt to this awful, this primordial place that's, you know, you, you would have to put technology so far in the past. I would like to be, for it to be so far in the past that the people don't even really know what's going on. You know what I mean? They, they're, they've become primordial, too. So they're Or in the, here's what you could do. You tell it from the perspective of Sasquatch, <laughs> who has survived all this time and continues to survive. In a, in, in a, in, I actually like this Because he can spy on people, and the other, even the animals don't know he's there. I would he, like, he lives a hundred years, but I would like Sasquatch to be like a, a, a member of a board boardroom now, and he's got all the chips <laughs> and he's got a cigar. I mean, I, I'm getting that image. I don't know. <laughs> Sasquatch is um, he can throw he's his Gordon scent. Gecko. Yeah. <laughs> he's Gordon Gecko. Yes, he's a Sasquatch. The, the lions <laughs> think he's over here. He can throw his scent over there. There you go. Throw him off. No, but I, um, he can do that thing like well, that the predator does, where he blends in. Didn't you watch Harry and the Hendersons? Of course you watched Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, one of the saddest scenes of all time. Get out of here! 
<laughs> you don't belong here. John Lithgow can make any role work. That was so fucking sad. Dude, I loved Harry. John Anderson. Lithgow is fucking tremendous. I don't he think he, I don't think he gets enough respect for how good of an actor he is. He's, he is great, but there is a. I had trouble whenever he was the bad guy on Dexter, and he killed a guy with a very loose rear naked choke, very loose in a bathtub. I mean, it looked like a. A loosely applied sleeper hold in professional wrestling. It was very loose, very disrespectful to the art. Hicks and Gracie would not have liked that. Oh, I'm sorry, Ricks and Gracie would not. Rickshaw Gracie. Rickshaw Gracie. <laughs> oh, I bring you in a fool. <laughs> hey, is this Donald Trump in a board meeting for, the, for Abe? <laughs> uh, in idiot think, news this week, uh, I think uh, pig, uh, wild pigs would do pretty well because they have like. They can have like four litters a year. Well, they would. And be there's a, already hundreds three. of millions of them here. I mean, but you got to figure that a land so vast. Say you have uh, tigers have a massive range. Like a male tiger has like I, I can't even remember how big his range is, but it's it's and he will kill every other predator in that range, even another female. The only reason he won't kill her is if she's in in eustress, you know. Um, tigers just, love fucking. Just imagine. You know, a, a tiger stalking down boar in the Appalachians. How, what, a, what a fucking sight that would be. Plus, you're going to have jaguars coming up from South America. You're going to have some major fucking heavyweight battles going on. You know what I mean? And you got the grizzly bears to contend with on the coast? Well, well then you've got those, and you've got packs of wolves coming down from the north because food's going to be plentiful. There's no people here. Why the fuck not? They're going to follow the food. Then you're going to have explosions of uh, koi wolves. You're going to have explosions of, you know. Hyenas build a boat, they come over here. <laughs> Hyenas suck. I fucking hate. <laughs> we're coming. I fucking hate hyenas, dude. They're fucking the miserable looking creatures, they're, aren't they? And they're weird. They're fucking weird. Javelinas. Have you seen javelinas? Oh my god. You never seen a javelina? It's like a rat and a wild pig combined. Let me look one up. There's an animal I haven't heard of. You javelinas. It looks like it's like a wild oh, it boar, but it's, but it's a different species. Don't they kind of look like a rat and a... Yeah, it's a different species. It's a wild boar, you said? It's much like a pig. It's, it's Is, Are they related? Uh, yeah, they're very closely related, but they're not the same species. You're trying to find a good... You, they could probably even interbreed. Check that guy out. Okay. Yeah, they're fucking creepy looking. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. a little bit like smaller. If you saw that, you would think that's a wild bull. They're, sure. they're desert animals, I think, right? Because there's a lot of them in Arizona. Doug Stanhope has had to build fences around his property to keep the javelinas from getting his dog. Well, <laughs> that's another thing, too. All the, all the, all the dogs. Most of the dogs will die. But uh, not Baxter. But then you'll have dogs become feral again. Then you've got a dingo situation. You've got. And they're, they're going to go around. They're going to eat babies. That's what they do. <laughs> Wild dogs are kind of are are far more scarier than coyotes or. Did you ever see? Aren't they? They're kind of stuck in a, in an adolescence, aren't they? They they don't don't they not develop like other other canids? I mean, I think that's. What do you mean? I've read something. I saw something on a on a. You let them. You let them breed wild and let them survive a few generations. They'll be fucking. They'll be something to fuck with. Well, sure, but I'm, but you know, it's like a dingo. A dingo is just a domestic dog that's gone completely feral. I don't. I don't even think they can be domesticated again. But um, yeah, sort they, of like a zebra. You and then they would they would all sort of like hybridize and and like sort of you'd be, you'd get the the mean median surviving wild dog. They'd all start to look the same mm-hmm. like like dingoes. Yeah, and you'd have this like. These dogs, it's just much like a wolf, but it's, you know, it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but they're, you know. Maybe a little bit more intelligent. Extremely smart and big, right. because dogs can get a lot bigger than uh, than coyotes. Right. Maybe about the same size as a wolf. Well, it's like when I was writing that story about uh, 
it, it was called Ronan. It was about it was in a pandemic situation. You know that his family had died. It was a giant Akita, and he those are scary looking dogs. They're all really nice because they but they're scary because looking. dogs they know how to work together. Sure, if you've got a couple shitty dogs hanging around that somebody's feeding, they will form a pack and start attacking shit. Oh, absolutely. But this this story, he. The crux of the story was he. It's from his point of view. He wakes up. He walks down the stairs. Walks outside. Uh, he smells blood. He follows this deer down to the fucking river. The deer's getting a drink in the river. It starts to snow. I love it when shit starts to happen when it's snowing. You know, because it really is a fucking rugged ass thing. And there's a fucking wolf standing there. And the Akita kills the kills the deer. And he looks up. And there's a wolf standing there. And then they fucking go at it like battle. Uh, Nikita would be a would be a challenge for a wolf. probably a match and more for for a lot of wolves. He wins the fight, and the end of the book is he crawls his way back up to the house and dies. Like he he goes on in the bed. He goes on like a vision quest, and then comes home to where he started. Essentially, isn't that a well? He story? just wants to, he just wants to die at home. Yeah. yeah. And originally, I wrote it as in he was a pit bull and he was fighting a koi wolf. But I was just like, well, I fuck around with that. Why not make him big and yeah? Well, why not a heavyweight battle? Let's fucking make it. You know, the biggest everybody loves biggest scariest dog I can. We find. got a heavyweight battle tonight: Cormier versus <laughs> Miochik. And um, it was actually it was it's actually one of the few stories I actually finished. It was a good one. I remember it. I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. You should make a thing out of it. I remember there was footage after Katrina of all the loose pit bulls in uh, out around there, and they'd gone to the outskirts of town, and there was like somebody just. Riding down the road Filming Back then you had camcorders mm-hmm. There might have been Cell phone In like 2005 There were mm-hmm. There were a lot of like, phone, There were like phones. A lot of small Digital cameras That yeah. weren't yeah. phones Yeah Yeah um, And they were filming And there was There were A pack of pit bulls That were attacking cows Yeah They were just Cause their yeah, the cows Owners were, were dead Or abandoned And the people That had the farm Dead or abandoned And they would They were jumping up And Grabbing the neck meat of cows and ripping at them, and another one come back and get the heel, and another one come, yeah. just like a pack of fucking wolves, except Absolutely. they're fucking pit bulls. Correct. Cows are awesome, but they're not going to survive. No, no, they're not. Gonna they're not going to survive. survive the chaos. They're too nice. I've never. I've walked up to cows like in in cow fields. Like when I used to, my old job, you just go through fields. I'd be in a field with a hundred horses, one hundred and fifty cows, goats running all over the place. And I saw some cows at this state fair. There was the one. goats would charge me sometimes. Yeah. They're little goats; they're not going to do anything. But like, I'd walk up to a cow and he'd be in my way, and I just kind of shove him. He's, he's four thousand pounds. I'm like, get the fuck out of the way, Bessie. I've seen, I've seen Holstein cows at the fair that are like the hindquarters. The hindquarters. Oh Jesus! Are this tall. So that's about six four. Yes, over. Well, You're about six two. So. About six, four and then so, but it's a milking cow, right? So when you go to milk it, instead of having to. Squat. You're right there. That's fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> Holsteins, they're huge, God. but they're but they're really skinny because they're, they're like the Clydesdale cows. Because they're because they're milking cows, they're very skinny. Mm-hmm. They, all of their energy goes into milk production instead of filling like, out. Man, like it's, it's normal for a milking cow to look all bony and ridden. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I'd said something like that before, and somebody had told me that that you know that's the yeah. reason. And that now, if it was a meat breeding cow, you'd be, like be this, a big you'd, you'd probably be like this cow has worms. Was or, there like or a underfed or something? I remember when I used to go to the state fair, there was like um, they'd have like pig competitions. Like, hey, look at how beautiful this pig is. Yeah, there was they had, there were some pigs animal. there with the ribbons on. Like the the pigs contest had happened the previous day or before, and there was still some hanging out with the ribbons. 
Uh, meet the uh, went and looked at some pigs. The blue ribbon prize pig, and you'd like go meet him and get a picture taken with him. Oh, you can reach in there and grab him and pet him and stuff. Like they're just they're just in these. Did you like, say that'll do pig to him? I know. I just said, hey pig, hey pig, grabbed his neck and did. How good was Babe? Did my rub thing? I didn't watch him. You didn't watch Babe? I petted some cows. Oh, and I did see some Clydesdales. <laughs> Hold on a second. You've never seen Babe? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Babe. The movie where a talking pig becomes a herding animal? No. He he wins a herding competition? And no, you've never it has seen James it? Cromwell in it. It no. did indeed have James Cromwell in it. And you never and saw it. he got it. nominated for an Oscar for that. He certainly fucking did, as well he should have. <laughs> I heard it's good. Yeah. Bud, they had a sequel. It's like... Babe, Pig in the City. It's like... Let's it's not like, talk it's about like that. It's like Milo and Otis if it were at Forrest Gump level. Yeah. So they so they kill so, so they kill you know like the story about Milo and Otis. Yeah. <laughs> four hundred cats. That bear scene was real. <laughs> he killed so many dogs accidentally. It was filmed in Japan. In Japan, and they like made their own movie out of it. And then American people got a hold of him, like, "Hey, let's make our own narrative out of this." And uh, I loved and, it. And, and then more. I found out. Yeah. <laughs> then I found out, God. and my childhood was ruined. Luckily, I was like thirty-five when I found out how horrible it was. <laughs> that you were saying? About- oh, I was just saying I saw Clydesdales too. Are those intimidating? Yes. <laughs> Aren't there? A, isn't there a bigger a breed bigger than the Clydesdale? There, yeah. There's there's the something Minotaur. bigger. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I think that there maybe there's like it's a rhino. Some that's other all some other Belgian horse that's maybe got a special name that's like technically bigger or something. Yeah, I but, work, they're, but they're all draft horses. They're made for pulling heavy shit. I worked with a girl um, in Carolina Beach, and she she was from North Carolina, but she was up from farmland. And uh, she was knew all about horses, so I'd sit there and listen to for her talk hours about horses, just fascinated by them, like all their, you know. And then, of course, I wanted to know about war horses, and she's like, "Yeah, you can teach a horse to be to bite, to kick, you know. You can, you know, to be defensive, to like not be gun shy, right? And the put blinders on them so they're they're like a dog. I mean, you can you can you can make them do any task. And then war pigs like uh, the the dwarves in um in uh in uh. In the Tolkien world, yeah, the dwarves had war pigs, yeah, like big boars, and they put they'd strap fucking armor to them and ride them. And pigs are smart enough; you can't do that. Oh yeah, I'd you say. you could legit you could breed some war pigs. And then you had the 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 Romans were one of the first ones to actually have uh, war dogs. I'm picturing you when as as the end times come near, training your pigs to be attack pigs. And I'm here for it. I love. <laughs> I'd be more every. I would probably have. I mean, I already pretty much. I already pretty much use them as like guard as protection. Like Russell walks around, and this is not just for. It's it's for coyotes and predators and stuff. It's also for meth heads. Some meth heads thinks, oh, hey, look, I wonder, looks like he's not home. Then maybe I'll sneak on by and see, see if I can pick up, pick me up a new chainsaw or a computer or TV. Or not, duke, 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 duke. or get some guns or something. If he's but just they like, was bare. Yeah, he walks <laughs> on, and then, Russell, and then fucking Russell just starts walking like this at him, plotting. With it, you know, fucking Tuz hanging out. Do you, you think that stupid motherfucker is going to hang around? If you don't know Russell, uh, check out the uh, Cardinal Island Farms um, Instagram or Facebook because you'll you'll you, there's pictures of Russell. He's a a intimidating specimen. beast. He's not like if you know him. I've known him probably since he was. 450 pounds <laughs> so, so, so a young lad no, Just a chap Sprightly Just a young chap A, a yearling <laughs> But he's a I mean he's nice Until he's not I imagine And oh, you I'm, probably I'm, don't want to fuck I've, with it And I've told you the story About him flipping Flipping dogs yeah. Right There's yeah. a, pack, a pack of pack, Not wild dogs Domesticated dogs That had joined had, that, Like I explained mm-hmm. had, had formed a pack Packed up basically And were attacking my piglets 
and my sow was just standing there, and all the piglets were curled under, and she was just calm as could be. And if anyone, if anybody came near you, she'd whack them. Yeah. And then, and these dogs are like, would one at a time, one would come up and try to get at the piglets, and she'd just go, you know, whack them. And then Russell steps up. <laughs> he just slowly walks up like this and puts his big nose under the dog's carriage and put that motherfucker in the air. <laughs> Like if like if you wanted to try to kill a cat by throwing it in the air and flipping it, that's what he was doing to these dogs, just just straight up. And then and they would the dog would flip and land on his side and squeal and run away. And the next one would come up and he'd walk up real slowly, flip another one. <laughs> Here comes Russell. Russell. Oh, hell yeah. and he's fucking slow as hell. He, he never gets in a hurry about anything. It's like one of my favorite uh, nature documentaries was. Uh, it was uh, lions and, and hyenas, eternal enemies. And there was at one point, man, you could there's a there's a Hollywood thing, and they and they do not they do not edit this to happen. This they don't set this up. They just film, and they're talking about it afterwards. And they're saying, you know, this lioness had gotten hurt, and she was out by herself. And anytime hyenas can catch a lioness on their own, they'll fucking kill her brutally. I mean, they're 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 like thrill killers. They 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 kill them for fun. Yeah. You know? So. She's on the rope. She's knocked down a couple of them, you know. But hyenas are big, man. You wouldn't really have, but they're really big animals. They're about. Uh, they're just going to take a stab. They're like seven hundred, eight hundred pounds. They're, jaw- they're about as big as a. They're about as big as a lioness, maybe they're, almost as. Big. Their jaws and front quarters are stronger than a lion. Yeah, but they well, have they weak, can, but they have weak hind. Quarters. Right, and they can snap elephant bones. I mean, they're Jesus. Fucking, yeah, they're they're the strongest jaws. Terrifying. The strongest My doctor jaws told me when I was a kid that I have elephant bones. It's not very nice of them, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know if that includes sharks, but supposedly the, the strongest. Yeah, I think they're strongest of any creature, pound, uh, you know, per per square inch. Crocs. But anyway, these these fucking hyenas, and then all of a sudden, the fucking male lion comes from out of the darkness, and he starts fucking wrecking shop. I mean, he just, he kills, he kills one, like, right off the fucking bat, picks him up, and <laughs> shakes his ass and tosses him, and then just starts fucking knocking him down and chasing him. They're all trying to run, and he's, ch- and here comes another male lion fucking coming when from out of When you hear the glass, it's your ass! <laughs> and it's just like one of those moments, like, yeah! <laughs> Fuck those hyenas who are just trying to kill a competitor so they can live good, so they can live too. See that's the thing We always set up these narratives That the The hyenas are bad And the lions are good Or then When the, when something's being hunted That that thing's Evil trying to kill that Poor cat There's neutral it, They're just living I mean it's life That's the way life goes I did that And my mom would even Still kind of do that oddly I mean she was a Biology teacher And she was I mean I can't watch That kind of stuff you, Mom this is life you know, this If is, you want to debunk that Real quick All you have to do Is consider the fact That the animal That a lot of people Give the most Like compassion to which is the human being is by far the most vicious and destructive oh, force on the yeah. planet. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's like, obviously it's natural to fuck shit up. Absolutely. It's, and we stay fucking shit up. Oh, apex, apex. We take apex. it, we I mean, take it to the next level. Um, I just, you know, that's one of my favorite thing, you know, what's favorite things, but, um, the, uh, all the, the nature documentaries and, and you know it is fun to 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 posit which animal would win. You know, one of my favorite things is uh, is uh, you know they had a show about it. You know, animals, which animal would, and they would and they would have drops on roses. And they would do kittens. You know, experiments to see which you know trying to build to see what would win. You know what I mean? And and run it through a computer and say it's well basically a deadliest warrior except with animal. 
one of the most interesting ones was a grizzly bear versus a gorilla. People think, well, yeah, come on, a grizzly bear right off the bat. You know, it's a large. No, the gorilla is like way more terrifying and strong than a grizzly bear. Yeah. You know? They actually, their bite, their bite is actually stronger than a grizzly bear. And they got the opposable thumbs. They can, and they're fucking just stronger, strong as shit. Like, they can deadlift 6,000 pounds. Jesus Christ. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, like, I saw a thing, a guy, had, he's like, we're going to break this down. And, the you Incredible know, Hulk is real. It's just. Yes, it's just a gorilla. Just That's gorillas. all it fucking is. <laughs> and, um, like, that unbreakable glass at those zoos. Have you seen the footage of that fucking gorilla jumping up and breaking that fucking glass? Like,. He puts big cracks in it, punches it, and the kids run away. And, like the parents get, I would have been scared of shit too. Like that motherfucker could just break through and kill us all. But see, the thing about a gorilla is they're not terribly aggressive. So he made his point when they ran away. He just walked away. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. like chimps. Chimps are assholes. Chimps will hunt you down and eat you. I mean, they just gorillas are. You veg- ever see gorillas like, are vegetarians? So, somebody's out there um, in the jungle filming like a what? Do you, what's a group of gorillas? Uh, a, a, a troop A troop That's awesome A troop of gorillas Just go walking by And they One of them sees The lady over there Filming and he just Grabs her with his finger And drags her For about 10 feet Yeah And he just lets her go And keeps walking She's like Jesus And they'll just Christ. They'll just come over And look at you And just Kind of like Grab your shit And pick it up And sniff it and Like alright You're alright I guess Yeah you're not well, And there's the video With a guy who He took his Fiance, he he had been raised. Where's my fiance? Oh God, he had raised that been raised around basically a, a troop of gorillas because his mom was a was a scientist and brought him in and the gorillas remembered him and when he came in when he came off the boat the woman was terrified like she's like these giant creatures are going to hurt me and. They knew they sensed how scared she was so they came in real gently and just like grabbed her hand and. Got her out of the boat and then gave like gave her hugs and stuff to like show her that you you don't have to be afraid, you know you're with him. So they, I wonder if they picked up hugging from seeing her hug her son whenever she was there before. I see, but I think animals. I no, think I mean, especially primates like, hug too. I that's mean, a very you, that's basic. how you protect your baby. The mother yeah. holds its baby. It's very basic. Uh, show of affection. I think dogs picked up hugging from us. I mean, it's like it has biological function. Mm-hmm. You know. But you have dogs now that'll hug each other and hug you. I oh, mean, Bub does. Yeah, he, he'll 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 come up to another dog and put both like this. Yeah, and I don't think that's natural. I think that they pick that up from us. So, because wolves, I, I like to see uh, footage where they compare dogs and wolves. Dogs, even without being trained, pick up on signals from us. Like if they if they if you point to something, they'll go check it out. You know what I mean? Without even having to be asked, like. Like look, look, look there, and they'll go where you're pointing. A wolf will just sit there and look at it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? It's they, they don't, they don't get it. So, we'll try to attack your face. Favorite. These things. are even, you know, domestic. Well, tame wolves. You can't domesticate a wolf. But what do you think about wolf and dog hybrids? There are people. That I think that's them. silly. I think you shouldn't have those. Yeah, I know a guy. I mean, I think that's. I, I think that a lot of people get these Risky. animals just because they can, and I don't think that's very smart. Yeah, it's pretty crazy if you ask this old cowboy. Favorite things? What do you got besides nature stuff? Animals to be terrified of. <laughs> my favorite thing this week is the crocodile because they could literally bite my leg off. Yeah, it's neat. It's neat. I love things <laughs> that could murder me. One fell swoop. Favorite things. I don't. There's not really a lot this week. Um, I finished uh, one of the the second Otherland book by Tad Williams, the 
VR uh, internet combined, you know, like a sci-fi book. I finished it. Uh, it's, it's a they're a really good book. Um, he's you say he's like the HNIC as far as fantasy writers go. Him and George Martin. Yeah, uh, George R. Martin wrote uh, a song of ice and fire because of uh, memory, sorrow, and thorn. So, you know, um, in that vein, also a favorite thing is. I don't know how it's going to go because, as I said before, the Wheel of Time, which is Robert Jordan's series, man, by the end, it was just like fucking end it. You're 14 books in, and each one of them are 800 fucking pages. Just finish the goddamn thing. He died before he finished it. Another writer had to pick it up and finish it. Brian Sanderson, who Brandon Sanderson, who's one of the best guys in the. I would like to see Tad Williams finish it honestly, but or George R. R. Martin. And George R. R. Martin had expressed, you know, an interest to to write a. Uh, a Wheel of Time book You know He's like You know I like the characters I like the world The magic content Is really cool They've cast for the show uh, They've cast I think most of the Major characters uh, Rosamund Pike Is uh, Is Moraine uh, They've cast I like the fact That they're casting They're doing the uh, The multicultural thing uh, Characters who are white In the book Are going to be Characters of color Kind of like that You know I like when I like taking risks and I like doing things in a different way and trying to be inclusive. I'm, I'm, fantasy is a, is an is an old boys club, you know what I mean? It's they're usually European, you know. Martin does that a little bit, but I mean, there are a few fantasy books where all the, or a lot of the main main characters are not white, you know. But those books are few and far between, so. Um, I like the fact they're making the show. Um, one of my favorite characters is this blacksmith, uh, Paranibara, and he's going to be a, a, a black kid. Um, and uh, So the blacksmith's going to be black, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's why I kind of thought about that myself. I, was I like, guess it's not a white smith. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see where the show is going to go. Even though I showed you that fucking uh, trailer, it I was didn't even watch it. Garbage! It was so fucking bad. I watched all of it that I could, and it was so bad. I mean, it was just—I was appalled at how bad it was. You know? Did you scoff? I grimaced. Oh, you grimaced! <laughs> I, I might even have sneered a oh. bit. Oh no! <laughs> was there a, a what is a sneer? Is that this <sighs> sneers and noise? Isn't it? I know. I think a sneer is a. You know, face, okay. yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. Sort of like the Elvis slip. I like. I'm a. I'm a scowl. I'm. I'm I scowl a lot. Like I grimace, I'm, like, like when I'm really thinking about something. I'm kind of like, I do the scowl. Yeah, I, I'm a. I, I do like a good scowl myself. Um. Other than that, uh, Lee Priest's arm workout is. Uh, it's working like gangbusters. It's working too well because that was one. Body group that I didn't really need to develop anymore, and I did it today, and it was fucking ridiculous. I mean, it was, and it's getting to be easier. Like at first, it was fucking hard, you know. What's the uh, the crux of it? It is high volume. Like you're doing four sets of, you know, twenty five. Well, no, it's not. It, it's not the, a lot of reps. It's a lot of different exercises. Uh, so you know, and it's a lot of supersetting. Like you're. I start with concentration curls And I've already gone up to like 45s and 50s For concentration curls What exactly are concentration Where you're just It's no swing You're just like oh, this Oh like right there in your Yeah do you, now Like you, a preacher curl except When for you do your, concentration curls Do you put your elbow Up against your leg 
and yes. pretend like it's nailed there? Yes. Okay, that's how I was taught. Right. And you can do them either way. I mean, Arnold didn't like to do them that way. He liked to do with an arm a little bit more free, but that lets you get a little bit more swing. And I don't, I don't, yeah. You know, um, I, I was always taught pretend like, you're, like there's like a Jesus Christ nail yeah. going mm. through your elbow bone into your knee. It's a really good exercise. It's not, it's, uh, that's getting up to 45s or 50s are fairly heavy for for that exercise but then that, that's not the craziest thing i'm doing hammer curls like crossbody hammer curls i'm doing 65s and 70s so i mean that's that's pretty good um and then i do like uh french press where you, you take a a dumbbell and like mm-hmm. extensions you know the 75 has gotten so light that i can do it you know i'm but we don't have the next one up is 100 so i don't know if i can get very many I could probably get a few quality reps with that, but not as many as I would need for it to be good, you know. So um, then you do a bunch of forearm work, and um, I took a picture, <laughs> a couple, because I mean, is that post workout? Yeah, the swole is there, swole patrol. Let's see. I mean, you can really, and that picture is. Is that now? Is that a golly or is that a? Thing? That's golly. Golly is a lot like a West Side Barbell without all the strong people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best description I've ever heard. Um, West, we'll, we'll talk about West Side because I watched that documentary last night. Um, I, the working out is going. It's going really well. Um, I did take a day off yesterday just because I had a really bad day and uh, just didn't feel like doing anything. So, pussy, <laughs> faggot. <laughs> I just w- I went today and and did that and uh, you know it's just. Are you documenting this? Like, uh, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> like uh, writing like a journal or something, maybe to turn into something later. I, I have been writing down snippets of stuff like, like here and there, like. You know, things I find funny or, you know, something I'll have a thought about that's like a motivating thought or, you know, um, one of them is, is that uh, no matter what, I mean, I I was really upset today when I went to the gym and I was, I, I cried before I got there. I cried during and I cried after, but I kept fucking doing it. You know, and I used it. Burn, I was just I'm like, burning lots of calories with that crying, though. Well, it, it, crying and, it, the heart rate. and it motivated me. Like, I was just like, you know, I would get mad and I would, you know, I was like, I'm going to do this shit. And, and, you know, they, uh, some people say don't use negativity as your, as your, uh, motivational like, bullshit. Fuck use, that. Use, use whatever the fuck you got. You Hate know? is a great motivator. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Just hope it goes away? Well, I mean, people think that some, and they do have a, 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 a fair point that, you know, negativity it burns itself up real quick, and it does. I mean, because it, it's 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 hard to maintain that for a while, and then maybe something po- more positive will take its place. But I've never had a m- more effective workout than when I'm upset or mad. You know, I just if I didn't use negativity, I would like if I didn't feel badly about myself, I wouldn't have lost a hundred pounds. Well, yeah, I would just, probably write, <laughs> probably wouldn't write songs. Yeah, do oh God, that. I would have never written a song. I no, would have never started this, even though people might think that this is a uh, egotistical venture, thinking that people would actually want to listen to us talk. It's it's more therapy. Yeah, and having fun. It's a reason to hang out with my friends. It, well, I mean, it's this is one of the highlight. This is the highlight of my week, you know, and it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Very sad. Um, sad. 
No, uh, okay. I... Okay. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want Donald Trump to do that one time. Gay. <laughs> I, 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 Wrong. I, I actually do... I, I'm going to go on a little tangent. Like, you know, they're talking about, oh, we got to get Joe Rogan to host the debates or whatever. Everyone's like on that kick. Okay, I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. I'm okay with that. It'd whatever. be better just to have the candidates but, on his show and not... But but, but, <laughs> here, but what, they, what really needs to happen, in my opinion, to, if we're really going to... Like heal this nation is to have Donald Trump come on Joe Rogan for three hours, three hours wide open. Let's let Joe Rogan question him and let's see what's really going on on a mono a mono long long scale. Joe Rogan gives dialogue. him the weed that killed Jackie would be Kennedy. Honest? Well, do you think he'd be honest about anything? For three hours, you, there's, there's no way. I'm saying you, you, you That's what I'm cry. saying. Yeah, it's like you can't. There's no way it would ever you can't happen. Keep it up. You can't keep up. Keep the up per- a facade for all the pretense hours. that he's. I mean, an, an actor seen, could, like a, like a really good actor could. But man, I'm saying though that his whole life is an act. I don't. He, think, he's I he's don't, the consummate. You know. I don't think that he's acting. I think. I mean, I think he's got you know some psychological issues, but I think that he's more truthful in a lot of ways as far as representing himself. The fact that he'll just say these crass things and then not apologize for it, mm-hmm. that's a symptom of honesty. It may be a narcissistic honesty, but it's a, it's a form of honesty. That's a fair point, but what I'm saying is he's not honest with himself. He, he, he thinks that he's some, he really thinks that he's some tough super guy and he's a fucking cowardly little piece of, he's a cowardly little slime bag. No, that's rude I mean, because that's, he's that's one of the greatest fighters to ever I mean, live. Not only is he the greatest fighter to ever live, but he's only one of the two people who have time traveled. Yeah. His son being the other. No, I'm sorry. Do your research. Other than he's one of the four, because you're forgetting one, Mister Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> well, I suppose. I suppose if you count, if you if you count, if you count, Trump, what, you Trump and Barron in 1990 in 1996 when they first time traveled. <laughs> Barron wasn't even alive. As being as being different people right. than the 2019 Donald Trump and Barron. Yeah. There's different timelines, of course. We all know that. There's, God, I mean, <laughs> this shit gets quantum real fast. Yeah. Oh boy. Calmly, <laughs> <laughs> but I, inter- yeah. but I interrupted. No, but I think, yeah, having hit having Trump on Joe Rogan today, within the next three year, hours, just raw dogging it. No, but okay, but I will, I will bump you. People say he's such a liar and stuff like that, but I, I do agree with you. The fact that he's just he is just representing himself. And that's what I don't he's think he's a liar. He says things that are not true, but he's not. He's not lying. He's just talking off the cuff, and it's like, well, he's trying to make a point, and he doesn't necessarily have the right number to make his point, so he just says something. Yeah, but he, then he says something like he got the Michigan Man of the Year award. That's completely a complete fabrication. There's no truth to that whatsoever, and he keeps saying it. I mean, well, he, he, pro- he he does. He he probably believes that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> he's being truthful about it's, something that he believes it's, that's not true. But it's the George Costanza thing. It's not a lie <laughs> if, you, if believe you believe it. <laughs> And I like the thing he 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 took out an order he 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 had an article leaked about how he got into a fist fight with a guy in New York City. It didn't fucking happen. The guy's never been in a fist fight in his fucking life. I mean, he's just <laughs> he fights every day. I've got footage to the contrary. <laughs> Can you imagine? I saw no, I saw what he did to Bruce Lee. Remember, he showed it to McMahon. Me. Oh oh yeah, to Vince. Took him down like those it, fucking surfing race. Believe like butter, <laughs> butter, like butter. Did you see the punches he was throwing to that shit? Those crisp, <laughs> perfect. They were punches. like they were like like classic ground and pound overhand. The like way just, he turned his hips. <laughs> he turned he, his hips and turned no, the wrist. No, at the that's, same that's time? what he would do. This. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of turning his hips pretty well with that ground and pound. It's the greatest fighter that's ever lived. Vincent Mann's the second greatest fighter that ever lived. He made minced meat out of him. 
Minced meat, my friend. Vince meat. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious joke, and you fucking missed it. I did. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be the funny one on here. <laughs> <laughs> Vince meat. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Um, I'm known to get one past the goal line every now and then. <sighs> the goalie was asleep. We pulled the goalie. You got a score here. Um, no, I think because uh, I've watched enough people in there that I might have had preconceived notions go on there for three hours, sometimes four hours, sometimes five hours. And if they're full of shit, you find out by the middle of hour two. Sure. If they're completely full of shit, you you find out like that Candace Owens, like she's a, this black conservative lady. Yeah, she's a fucking she saw, idiot. She saw a lane to where she could get some notoriety. And I'm not saying that she's completely full of shit. But I don't think she is either. But she's definitely she's like that. She's she's basically a more intelligent version of that diamond and, and silk. Yeah, who, her two are the biggest idiots I've ever seen. I mean, he, he got her on stupid. there, and he, he was very nice, and he was very good. But he, to her, but he but fucking once, exposed her. But once it got to, like the, he talked about climate change, because oh, that's not real. That's it's just one hundred percent made up bullshit. I don't even want to talk about it. And then it was like. Okay, then he, he he wasn't an asshole. He started questioning her about it, and he's like, I, and all this stuff. And then she just sort of turned around on it a little bit. Like you find out when people are full of shit. He had that Stephen Crowder guy who I like. He's a conservative comedian journalist type guy. He does the uh, change my mind things, mm-hmm. and those are usually pretty good. And uh, he had him on there, and um, they started talking about marijuana, and and he said, "Well, we got this article out that talks about how uh, DUIs are up in." Or car accidents are up in places where marijuana is legal now. And Rogan started questioning, like, well, did you do any research to see what else was in the person's system besides perhaps marijuana? They could have smoked a joint three weeks ago and it'd still be in their system. He's right. like, well, no, it just shows. That. And, like, then it was a big argument about about that. And you kind of feel see that he's slanted towards one way about marijuana. Right. And so you figure out shit about when he lets people talk, people think he's just lapping up their bullshit. He lets people talk for a reason. Well, it might be because he's an idiot. I don't know. Well, you know, who, Joe Rogan? Not an idiot, but like he's not a good, he's not a, a technically a good interview. I think he's laying traps for him. I think that he's, in a sense, I, I mean, don't think he thinks about it that much. Candace Owens, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen stuff with Candace Owens. She's, she's embarrassingly, she speaks well. That's about it. She's not informed on anything. She's an idiot. She's a Tommy Laren. It's basically what she is. Hey, Tommy Laren's a good kid. You shut your mouth. Uh, th- she's a hot black chick that, and she saw Wayne for She's not hot. She's pretty hot, dude. <laughs> no, I, I think mean, she's, I, th- I, think I, think I think she's. Hideous. I watched a little bit of that podcast, and uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get any bad vibes from her. I've seen her in other things. I've seen her in interviews with stuff, and you know, granted, I am slanted against her because she's just. Because she's black, because you're a racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't like her. I, I, I don't. I don't like her. I don't like diamond and silk. I don't like. What about diamonds and pearls? What about what diamonds and gold? What about diamonds and gold? That, that band, that they, night, the eighties and seventies, eighties and nineties band from the valley cover band. I remember. Tickle them. your fancy. They always opened up with uh, Dirty Dirty Cowboy. Ain't talking about love. <laughs> yeah, I remember them. They worked at Kroger's. The, the lead singer got worked at Kroger's in Golly Bridge. Yeah. And Adam Brown was the uh, guitar player. I right. love Adam Brown. He's one of my favorite dudes of all time. Mm-hmm. Great guy. And uh, I remember they played at the Teen Center in um, Summersville one time. They played at our high school. They let Diamonds and Gold play for our high and school. And they did time. like all the, yeah. like the lead singer guy did all the sexy moves and stuff. Yeah, he was. It was fucking tremendous. He had the mullet. It's 1996. <laughs> I know, and it's totally in. It's holding on to it. <laughs> they let they let like um, 
student bands perform in I front played, of kids in Golly. We played there. They were awesome about it. Yeah. Area 51 played there once with Loser. Nobody showed up. It was after we school. Did. And we played, and uh, nobody came except for your dad and I think Dwayne and Sarah's dad and whoever we brought with us came to Golly Bridge for this show at, at the auditorium. It was a great time. But, I mean, they played during school hours. Wow. They would, like, give us the give us the last hour off and be like, we're having a special thing today and surprise us. No, the kids didn't know. It's it diamonds happened. and gold. And they did that. Like, they let... um. It wasn't Loser at the time. It was a, one of the post ver- versions. Of it. Maybe it was the, the Dirty Mac. The Dirty Mac or something. Chris, it's a great name. Chris Stockwell was playing drums. And um, and they played like to like a full auditorium, the whole school. And there's, there's a funny story from that. Jo- uh, Josh Legg was walking the hallway. Josh Legg. On, there's a guy. On the other side of the, the stage. You know, the stage is the hallway furthest away from the stage. And Matt threw a pick and it went across the entire auditorium through the door and hit Josh in the chest and he caught it. And he still has the pick. That's quite a pick. That is. You know that's Josh, quite a throw. Josh is uh, one of the greatest beards I've ever uh, seen in my life. And I'm not talking about his wife. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. You got any favorite things, John? You set up your gym this week, I saw. Oh, yeah, I guess a couple things. Uh, yeah, I got my I got my clang and bang set up. And I bought a new like like shag rug. It's kind of it's kind of symmetrical. But, you know, so that like I can put the... The weight stuff in the right, you know what I mean, line stuff up. And then I've just kind of made that in my living room. Like, I kind of cleaned that whole area. Do you have any trees for the weights? Like, to slide them on when they're not being used? I do. Or you okay. Just, oh, no. okay. No, I've got several. But then, um, so then, yeah, so I've just been like, that's been my living room. And instead of sitting on the couch, I'm sitting on this, on this, it's like a hardwood floor with just a shag carpet on it. And I'm basically using it like as a jujitsu mat. So I'm like, like roll around. I'm like constantly stretching just because I'm sitting with my, my computer there, my phone there. I've just made that my station. Instead of sitting on the couch, I'm done with couches. I'm never like, I want to get, I don't want any Are couches. Are you canceling couches? I'm canceling couches. No, he's canceling couches. Couches have couches. fucked up my life. They've been canceled. If I'm going to sit down, I'm going to be like burning calories and stretching and doing something. I'm going to be sitting down like a natural human being does on the ground. Okay. And like I want to cut the legs off my dining room table and put a rug on it, so when you sit at the the table to eat, everyone sits in the floor like Japanese style. I'm done with the fucking couches. I'm done with because it it like literally makes you fat. You're well, not you're it's not so comfortable. You're not you don't burning any. On it. Yeah, if you're just sitting on the ground like Indian style or whatever's comfortable for you, you're burning calories. Well, and, 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 and you're and you're and you're body hardening. Like yeah. your bones are getting harder. You're strengthening your bones. Your core gets stronger from having to hold yourself up. If you even if you're just laying around and lounging around, being on that harder surface. Like if I roll around on that hard surface and then go to the gym and roll on the mats, it's like it's like it's like fighting on a cloud. Yeah, compared to that hardwood floor, like and I and I notice things about my body. It's like, oh, I've got this problem here, and I notice like I think I have like a hernia, like a little thing happening. It's like I, it's like I would never would have noticed that if I wasn't rolling around on the floor all the time. Just like nothing, nothing that's scary or anything, but just something I need to think about. Um, yeah, I've got one right here. Yeah, that's that's what I have. I think I've like, got. Like one. if I do, I'll just show you guys. If I lay on the ground and just do a little, so if I do a crunch, you'll see it puff out. Yeah, it's a hernia. So like if I do a regular crunch like this with my legs like that, you can't see it, but right here, if I yeah. engage my legs, yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's just a, it's and it doesn't hurt. Mine doesn't hurt either. But it, that's probably what that is. It could also be, especially in your case where you're where you're such a large man. Sometimes uh, the, you get the thing that happens to pregnant women where the ab muscles get separated, and it could just be 
a little bit of your guts pushing. And I through. was pregnant. I lost the baby. Though. Well, people that that are get real big or lose a lot of weight have sometimes have that. Well, I, mine, I always injure mine. Uh, I, I do the ab wheel, and you know I can take the ab wheel all the way down the floor, lay my head on the ground, and all ten inches get back up. You know, and um, it'll strain it, and it'll hurt for a while, and then I'll have to let it go. But it happens almost every time I do it. So I. I'm not doing any ab work because I really can't. So I don't know what to do. You know, yeah, I don't have like a pulled muscle in the ab though. Although I have done that before and it's fucking miserable. It's almost as bad as pulling something in your back. Yeah, like I well, used you to, use it. I mean, you I used to pull muscles talking. all the time um, when I was a baseball player, pitching and stuff because mm-hmm. you're twisting so much. I threw. I, it was I, fucking miserable. I pulled an oblique from throwing really heavy kicks and not didn't have sufficient time to stretch, and that fucking sucked. Pulled oblique. That's that's like bottom up in here. That's okay. a side ab. I pulled one. That's what you're doing here when you stretch like that. Exactly. I pulled one from my neck down into my middle back. Oh, Jesus. And I, I did it. I was working at Lowe's, and I did it when I got out of the car. And I've never been more angry in my life when one of the 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 manager suggested that I was faking to get out. Oh of Jesus! I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there walking in like, uh, yeah. I just really fucked myself up. He's like, what? Getting out of the car? I looked at him and said, yeah, getting out of the car. <laughs> and he he was like, sorry. I was just like, yeah. So I went back and got back in the car. Went home. If you sleep wrong. Always, Your next what, fuck, what, but not you, what, the royal you. Yeah, but the thing of what, why it happened, though, is because they, they stuck me down there, and I'm fucking slinging block and bags of fucking cement by myself because they don't give me fucking help. And, you know, and I do this day after day, and finally I just turned wrong, and, and, a, and a muscle just wasn't doing it, and pow, and it hit me. And then it, he had the fucking balls to say something. you really think about footwork, you know? <laughs> it was just, it, man, that shit was painful. Like I, it's one of those that I, I went home. I, I I got in a hot bath with Epsom salts with, and you could hear the muscle. My my vertebrae went, you know, because it straightened them back out, you know, mm-hmm. and I almost couldn't get out of the bath because I was so relaxed, but it was still pulled. So I'm just like, oh god! I kind of had to roll to fucking get out of the bathtub. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And I laid on the couch for two days. Like I was luckily I was off the next day, and um. You know, I used yeah, I used to get pulled muscles all the time in my back, and right. um, but I don't really get them much anymore. I don't really get anything anymore. I do have one weird muscle that's pulled. It's at the bottom of my ass. It's 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 not a hamstring. Is a hamstring a group? Yeah. Okay. There's a little one that goes from the bottom of my ass about that far into my uh, the back of my leg. It, it's I not feel it's it not a glute. Just a little bit. Whenever I do certain stretches when I'm doing the yoga, mm. but it's it does, it's not painful or anything. Yeah, but I can feel what well, is a little bit painful, but it's not painful all the time. It's only when I do that certain stretch, but I really need to do that certain stretch if I want to continue doing what I'm doing. And it's just a little tiny one, maybe that that wide. Yeah, so I'm thinking I might just have it surgically removed if it doesn't calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? Not really. I'm being Okay. What all have, uh, have you been lifting since you've got everything set up? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I've just been doing five by fives and uh, just a couple other little things. I haven't lifted a lot, but I did um, bench press, bent over rows, squats, and deadlifts. What kind of weight you throwing around, bro? A lot less than you guys are. I don't throw around any, so you're throwing around a lot more than I do, bud. No, I, 
Not very much, like, especially because I haven't lifted in years. I'm starting kind of light. It's good to get the form down before you. Like, yeah, well, like the, I was going to say, the squats, I actually was just working out with the bar and just trying to get my form. That's Should what I they say up. you're supposed to do? Should I train it and get my form just right until I'm ready to start right. packing the weight on? Crease of the hips just below the knee. But my deadlifts are pretty good. I felt, I felt good about my deadlifts. Deadlifts are my favorite ones to do. I was, I was, was kind of surprised how much I was lifting. But um, what did you have on? Hmm? What do you have on? I don't want to talk. About, I, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm afraid. It's, I don't, who gives a I, I don't, shit? I don't know what numbers are. But I'm not like no. I'm, I'm not going to talk. <laughs> Who's going to laugh how at you here? How much money is in your bank account? <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, all the people that listen to this are fucking bedridden. They haven't lifted anything in their entire lives. <laughs> I've just always been a little. I've always been a little insecure about that. But anyway, oh, I get it. Fair. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to say that I was almost 400 pounds whenever I started all this. So, so I've been, you know, just making a lot of improvements, and I'm like, I, I like loaded up on probiotic shit. So I got a bunch of kombuchas, a bunch of like Activa yogurt thingies, um, like pill form probiotics. Uh, Ash, what's the one? Ashwagandha. I have something. I'm out of ashwagandha, and I've got like I got some ginger uh, capsules, like supplements, some of the things just to help with the because I've noticed this thing, and I'm thinking. You know, if I reduce inflammation and reduce the bloating, whatever it is, if it can heal, it will be more, you know, I'm just being more mindful of shit. Be right back. And then, um, also the, uh, I did the thing, like, I had this old, like, pirate's treasure shit chest that I used to keep stuff in as a kid, like stuffed animals and. Is that like the one treasure. your dad had at the, at the, uh, at the dentist office? No, it's like bigger than that. It's mm-hmm. like a big. Looks like, and it's all ratty and stuff. It was my grandma. It was in my grandmother's garage for years, and she gave it to me when I was a kid. And I always kept my favorite things in there, kind of. And my mom had kept a bunch of my stuff in there for me. And this has been a couple years ago that I, she, you know, I got it from her and put it on my farm. And I just, you know, I opened it up. I went through it one time and, you know, threw some stuff away I thought I could get rid of. And, mm-hmm. um, but then I opened it up again, uh, the other night. And I was just like, and I forgot I had forgotten everything that was in there when I went through it the first time. And I thought that my all my credentials for karate and stuff was gone. I thought like I remember burning a bunch of karate stuff, like my old gi and stuff, and like just trying to move. And so I thought I had burnt my brown belt, and I thought I'd burnt all this stuff because sometimes I'll burn stuff. Yeah. But um, and I went through and I dug through, and there's like a bunch of different things in there that are tearjerker type, type things that like from my childhood and stuff. But the thing that really got me, I was like, I was like, oh my god! And it was like my my brown belt diploma, and it's like all formal and shit, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's mint, and um, my old sparring gloves, like the, the, some of them are like falling apart from where I used them so much, and one of one pair actually still fits me, and like the size that I had, the like Raphael style scythes mm-hmm. that I had that I didn't actually, my sensei didn't teach me how to use them, but I just played with them, and other stuff, and, and like throwing stars and stuff that were like. Uh, all worn out where I just throw just gave them how I would sharpen them and throw them into trees and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, my brown belt and all my trophies, like just the bottoms of the trophies. Like she just unscrewed the plastic part and got rid of those and kept the plaque with the, like a stack of, um, all my, all my karate trophies and all my medals. I'll show you a picture. So now you got receipts. Yeah. I've got proof, motherfucker. Man. At, at 13 years old, I was doing this shit. That's all my trophies. Uh, there's like my my gear. It's awesome. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, I touched saw it on. And um, man, I just like and I was a couple a, a, a few tequila drinks into the night. I was just like man, I cried for like thirty minutes. 
just because it's like, I don't know, it just like opened up some shit because it like relates to my life now. It's like, I worked so hard at this when I was a child and was, I was, you know, I was able to do this as a child. Yeah. And I'm a white belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and get my ass kicked all the time. It's like, if I could do that as a child, what can I do as a, what can I do as a grown man? Absolutely. What kind of fucking monster could I be? I was a scary motherfucker at 13. Well, see, that's the th- that's what I've been talking about with this show and with all the stuff that we have been respectively doing. Dutch with his yoga, you with your martial arts, and me with the, you know, weightlifting and, you know, just trying to get into shape. And yeah, all you have to do is do it. You know, it, it's some. I know so many people like who. They, they can't even, I was talking to somebody today, and she was like, I don't even want to get up and walk or whatever. I was just like, like what, you know, what is it like to not even want to strive to, to better yourself in some way? You know what I mean? I understand depression. Don't get me, I understand it, but depression usually drives you into trying to do something different. You, you, you want know? to stop suffering, so you kind of motivates you sometimes. Right. I mean... It's like I saw this. I, I saw this video recently about this guy. This guy was he was jacked, yeah, but he wasn't fucking huge bodybuilder jacked. But he was like doing all this crazy shit. Like he had the the medicine ball and he would do you know throw himself up and do a push up on it and all that shit. I was like, that would be fucking awesome. He was functional jacked. Yeah, I was like, I would like to look like that. He's like a ninja warrior type guy. Yeah, and I, and I looked at myself today, and you know. I don't I don't want to be gigantic anymore. I don't I don't even think even if I could would want to look like a modern professional bodybuilder. I mean, those guys are definitely not a modern one. They look they like all, shit. They look like the thing. Yeah, they, the thing what's the rock guy thing. Thing. Okay, yeah. I mean, they look like shit and they, you know, and they're not healthy and you know, they can't move and they can't, you know what I mean? I I want to be able to do stuff. I want to be able to I don't know. I mean, and and all you have to do is do it. And you know, you just have to take that step. That goes for you, you bedridden psychopaths listening to this at home. You bunch of pieces of garbage. Sitting around Maybe you should turn that frown upside your down, you piece of shit. Smile more, you faggots. Quit eating your lemon Oreos. Yeah, I want somebody, by the way, are delicious. I want somebody to cut this into like the motivational Joe Rogan videos where he's talking about stuff, and we're just calling people faggots and assholes and idiots yeah. <laughs> with the the music underneath it. You know how it is. <laughs> You've seen them, yeah. <laughs> no, and and have a you know even if you have a, a clear vision about what you know, I know what I want to look like at the end. I know what I'm going to look like, you know, and I'm just. Every step you take, you're stepping towards that. And and ask yourself, you know, it's what I'm doing at this point in that direction, you know. And, you know, just be honest. I mean. I think that's the hardest thing is being honest with yourself. That's definitely the most. The, the that was thing. rough on me. Like, yeah, I'm not that fat. I'm strong. And I was like, oh, no. Like, everything hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it wasn't good. Now, almost nothing hurts ever, except for that one little muscle in the back of my fucking leg. Yeah, and, you know, I was, for years, like, well, I've got I've got great big arms and I'm muscular, but I just got a little bit of fat on me. No, you're a fat fuck that just happens to have muscles that you've worked on. You know what I mean? You just have to be honest about it. So, you know, I... <laughs> 
a vision of yourself that's a, that's that is an un- dishonest vision is one of the most difficult things to break. You know, I just wanted to be big, and one of the reasons I wanted to be big is because I didn't want anybody to hurt me. I, you know, it, it's a it's a very it's actually a fairly common symptom among people who have been abused in some fashion and fighters too. Yeah, and. You know, you have to thank. In some ways, you thank. You know, it's like the old Batman thing. You know, in Batman: War on Crime, he says, "I cynically ask myself, who I who would I have been if my parents had lived?" You know, and there's a guy who who was who would be him. This guy who was uh, he he moved in the same circles. He was a piece of shit. He was you know a trust fund kid. He was he was fucked other people over. He was a he was a scumbag. And Bruce Wayne has to deal with him. And Bruce Wayne despises him. But one of the reasons Bruce Wayne despises him because he sees himself in him. He's just like, he's like, I, I would be that. If that hadn't happened to my parents, there is a chance, a, even a small chance that I could have been that. So he says, so he, it's almost, he, he's thankful that in a, in a weird way that that happened. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't have become this, what the hell? He wouldn't have become this peerless athlete and this master detective and this, you know, superhero if his parents not been gunned down in front of him. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure he would still like the trade off to be that his parents are still alive. But, you know, it, adversity is what forges people. You know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a crucible. It, it, it burns away all the unimportant shit. What's the thing? I forget who said it, but um, something about the. Uh, if you really want to find out who somebody is, don't show them adversity, show them prosperity. Absolutely. Abraham Lincoln said that. Well, he's an idiot. Though. I prefer, uh, just my, my my grandfather taught me this, I'll never forget. He said, a dirty bird shits in its own nest. That doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to say, how does this apply? It doesn't, but I like <laughs> but it. But I like it. It's, it's good. true. It's good. It is true. <laughs> um. I thought we were going off on different properties. <laughs> <laughs> thought we were going to do Bird in the hands worth two in the bush. Man who stands on toilet is high on pot. God. I hate when people do that. <laughs> Those are such dad things to do. Confucius say. Confucius. <laughs> um, my favorite thing this week, I guess. Wait, we, I have one more. Oh, oh. Did you cut? Try, my take, bad. You cut me off. My bad, you black asshole. Cut me off again. Need some volume? Yeah. You son of a bitch. Take it away, Mary Sue. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ is my nigga. He's the son of the this is one we, we This was one of Jesus the first Christ ones on the nigga. early PFRs. Oh, is this an old thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, new to me. Let his love pop a cap in your butt and say hallelujah. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. He's They've got some flow. CJC, you see, he's an honest, caring, peace-loving nigga like me. <laughs> If you do drugs and you think you're cool, you need to come to Sunday school. Put those drugs in a garbage can. Stand up tall, you're a Christian man. Word up. I'm freestyle. They just need to, they just need to work on their timing, like filling in more gaps. But they've got the flow right. I mean, they they, they had some pretty good rhyming schemes, yeah. and, they, and they flipped it a little bit. Like yeah. The, you know, they, they were creative. It was creative. Yeah, that was from the early. Um, I don't remember where I found that at, but uh, I loved it so much that we played it on almost every episode for about ten weeks straight. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I missed that ten week segment. I might have even had drops of it. 
Like just them saying Jesus Christ is my nigga. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> Mary Sue. Take that's, it away, Mary that's a good, Sue. That's a good throw away then. It's a throwback the, then. The whole thing is like four four minutes long. I know it's uh it's not it's a joke, but a lot of people thought it was extremely real. Well it, it actually is a joke. Yeah, it's a it's a joke. Like, oh it's a it's a work. Yeah. I thought it was a real thing that they No. No. I mean, I mean it could be. It could be, but it's it definitely not. could be. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely some people that don't that are so unself aware or self unaware. I like when <laughs> white people try to do the rap dance. That's the best. Um, my favorite thing is that John brought that back into my life. Uh, the Jesus Christ is the nigga. Um, the Boys on um, Amazon is a pretty good little show. It's about superheroes and the, there's like a company that runs the superheroes, and they're all assholes. Yeah, they're all just pieces of shit. They like kill people all the time. They fuck people to death. They rape. They pillage. They do all this great stuff. All the superheroes do. Yeah, except for their public images, they're great. They're tremendous. You know, because they have a PR firm behind them and all this shit. Um, they like it, it's in a world where they can. Uh, there's so many superheroes that like each superhero has its own uh, area, but there's the main superheroes. They're the seven or whatever. I mean, these are all like new superheroes. Yeah, it's it's to make fun of. I guess it came out in like the early two thousands. It's to make fun of the Marvel and the DC, uh, like a parody kind yeah. of type thing. It just completely shits on all of them. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really well done. The story's really good. Um, I don't want to go into it too much in case anybody wants to watch it. It's on Amazon. Prime. Are they created superheroes or are they like alien? I mean, what's what's the gist here? Well, what? Um, it's not that big of a spoiler. There's like a an element called um, element V or something that causes when, superhuman. That whenever you're born, they, they'll just pick a baby and they'll shoot it up with this stuff, and it'll just randomly give them a power of some sort. Sounds a lot like, uh, in a sense, uh, George R. R. Martin has wild cards, and this yeah, yeah, it's sort of like that. Like they'll just give a baby a a a, a shot of this stuff. And it'll give them. I don't know if like there's certain stuff to give them superpowers or the, like whatever is inside of them will. It'll just choose whatever power right. to give them because there's one guy that he's like the fastest man on earth. His name's A Train, and um, he keeps getting the element because he wants to st- still be the fastest man alive, and like so he uh, shoots. He uses performance enhancing drugs to stay the fastest man. He uses this element that they gave him. Do they have a baby. Superman type. Uh, he's like sort of a cross between Superman and Captain America called mm-hmm. Homelander. Isn't he like a really bad dude? He's too. terrible. Yeah, he's like rapes people. But he's in the public image. He's I'm Homelander. And he's he's right. fucking Captain America t- to the public, right? Because like they have like serials named after them and mm-hmm. shit and all the, and all this stuff. They've really marketed marketed them. They have movies after them. They uh they have an extended universe. And they have movies coming out all the time, and they get to play themselves in the movies where they do these things. Yeah, and um, it's really good. It's really good. They're all pieces of garbage. Yeah, I I, I like th- when they take these tropes and they stand them on their heads. Like uh, one uh, again, I've mentioned it before, but one of the ones I'm surprised that they haven't nobody has grabbed a hold of is called Rising Stars, and Rising Stars is a lot of the downsides of of having superhuman powers, like. 
one guy has superhuman strength, but he can't be around other people because he'll just hurt everybody. Yeah, like he shakes somebody's hand and he'll just crush Yeah, he'll rip their arm off and he, he literally cannot be easy enough. Like he doesn't have it in him. That's how strong he is. Hmm. And then there's one who has invulnerability, but he can't feel anything. Like he can't have sex because he can't be aroused because, you know, there's no feeling. Yeah, you know, his skin is too thick. So the only thing he does is he gets fat because the only thing he can feel is eating ice cream. Oh, it's like it's, a door. So it slides down his throat and he can feel the cold and that's all he can do, oh. you know, and and one of them is like a Captain America type and he's an awful cat. His name's Super Patriot and he's he's a he's a lunatic. He's just a fucking lunatic. And, you know, you have I, I like when they do that kind of stuff. I mean, Superhero things are fine and, and don't get me wrong man Marvel has not Has knocked it out of the park They have done it Exactly what it should have been It needs to have the piss Taken out of a bit And that's what the boys do Right and that, and, But I also like When they do that With stories with established characters Like of course You have the example of uh, The Dark Knight Returns And then you have You know Kingdom Come And the one that I'd really like to see them make Which they'll never make Well I'll never say never But is uh, Identity Crisis And that's um it's one of the coolest things because by the end of the, like somebody gets raped and murdered in the uh, Justice League headquarters, this woman, and uh, nobody knows who did it. Well, it turns out that it was this guy, Dr. Light. And then afterwards, so nobody would inform, you know, and, and, and so everybody would be non-culpable, even though they weren't a part of it. They, they didn't watch their, partners back and all kinds of shit basically he did they just have him wipe everybody's memory including you know and batman was against it and the whole time he's trying to figure out who did this he's the world's greatest detective so he, he's like who profits you know all this stuff and by the end he figures it out and the end panel the, the first panel of the of the beginning is is a a family photo where they're all standing around they're all smiling and you know it's like a goofy kind of family photo with all the justice league and the end is that same picture, only it's smashed and it's got blood on it. And it's got, like, Batman figured out, and he's running at him, and he's getting ready to throw a batarang, and they wipe his memory again. And it's Superman talking in the panel and says, Bruce never would have accepted this. He's like, some things are bigger than the Batman. <laughs> mm. And, it, you know, it's basically like they're all, they're keeping shit in-house. And it's, a, it's an awful story, you know, because, you know, like him or hating, Batman is the conscience of that you know, he, he's 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 the only person, you know, so I love that the fact that he's he's willing to go against him like he, you know, this isn't a spoiler. It's in one of the first scenes of the entire show. There's this. He's not a schlub. He's more like a schmo. He's just a guy that works at like a uh, at a stereo store, mm -hmm. uh, like a tech store, like a it's sort of like a Best Buy, but it's like a mom and pop thing. And he's like. He's in there giving like um, telling somebody about the equipment. You can get this. He's upselling them, and then his girlfriend comes, and they're like, "Like, okay, let's go get lunch." And they they leave to get lunch, and they're standing on the side of the road, talking, holding hands, and looking at each other. And then all of a sudden, she disappears, and it goes into super slow motion, like Matrixy slow motion, and the camera turns, and you just see blood in the air, and. Like pieces going everywhere, and it turns out what happened is a train wasn't watching where it was going. wasn't watching where it was going and ran right through her and just evaporated her. And that's what starts the entire thing. Jesus, I gotta check this fucking shit out. Yeah, it it was it was jarring. 
I'm sure. Because you don't know that that's going to happen. Right. I don't know anything about anything. It's before anybody's introduced. Right. Like, it's just a That's a great introduction. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know who these su- any of the superheroes are, but I see a sweaty A-train standing there afterwards like, oh, I got to go. There's a crime uptown or whatever. Yeah. And then he just takes off. And you don't see him because he's so fucking fast. Right. But there's just blood in the air, and there's, like, pieces everywhere. And the guy's, the camera pans down. He's holding her hands in his hand. And her, it's cut off about two inches above the wrist. Jesus, just standing there holding. I was like, "Oh, Jesus, fucking Christ!" Yeah. So now he has motivation. That that sets up the entire fucking show. So he's going to bring all these people down. That's what he hopes. Who's the fucking guy that's in it with him? He he played um, he played the new version of uh, Judge Dredd. I gotta look it up because he's fucking tremendous. You'll you'll agree with me. I just can't think of what his name is. Carl Urban. Oh yeah, he's fucking tremendous. Carl Urban from uh, of uh, Lord of the Rings fame. Yes, he's. I guess he's in Lord of the Rings. I yep. don't know, but he's he's like the lead guy trying to get. The yeah, actually, I've seen pictures of him. I'm like, oh, I've always liked Carl Urban. He's a good actor. He he ramps up his accent a bit and mm-hmm. everything. Calls everybody a cunt and uh, he's uh, a Scot, I think he's something. But he's fucking tremendous in this show. Yeah. He looks the part and all everything. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. That fucking it, it's in the, the first three minutes, so I'm not spoiling anything. The first three minutes of that fucking scene happens. It's fucking tremendous. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely have to watch it. I think it's only like maybe eight episodes, so it's pretty easy to breeze through in a week, like I did. We're gonna start seeing more of that, more of the uh, the superhero tropes. I'm waiting for for a film version of something where superheroes are complete jerk offs, and you know. Well, Deadpool kind of turns it on its head, too. Mm, that's more of a breaking the fourth wall and, you know, being irreverent. It's not dark. Deadpool is not dark. Deadpool is no. funny. And it's, you know, it. Logan kind of did. Like, Logan kind of went down that path, only he's still a good guy. But just the sheer vulnerability of the character, and then then you know seeing Professor X as a fucking crippled, yeah, man, it is rough. I watched it again the other day, and it's fucking good movie. It's the best comic book movie. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it for my favorite things. I did a uh, yoga workout this morning without being guided through it. I just did my own for about a half hour. Well, watch Hot Ones. You ever watch Hot Ones? It's a show. It's a fucking brilliant idea where they um. They take a celebrity. The one I watched this morning was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steven, as we call him. And uh, they have chicken wings that are oh, increasingly yeah, okay, hot. Yeah, yeah. And they see how, how, how and far the they guy interviews get. them while they're under the pressure. Of how far did he get? Hot. He got all the way through. It's fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are we being serious right now? Why would you even ask this? <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a pretty good pretty good uh, idea for a show. Then yeah. as like he, he's just lightly interviewing you and the. And as the wings get hotter, they struggle more to answer the most basic questions. He's not, he's not grilling them or anything. Right, right. He's just asking. It's a fucking promo show where people can come on and promote their shit. But oh, I forgot. It's, it's a good idea. I like it a lot. I had a favorite thing that I forgot about. Well, I guess. Well, it's over now. Go ahead. I'll sneak it in there real quick. Swingers. Swingers. Paid $10. All the beautiful babies. <laughs> Your money, baby. You're so money. You're so fucking money. You don't even know it. You don't even know. You're so fucking. I look great money. like the bomb, <laughs> dude. I've loved that fucking movie. The movie is so. And good. one of the reasons I love the movie so much is a at the end it has 
Oh my God, Heather Graham. Heather Graham in all of her fucking early 90s glory. Mid 90s, bud. It was she, oh my God, she was so fucking hot in that movie. Oh God, we just watched the Boogie Nights her last week. She's tremendous. Oh, she, she doesn't shit. look human. Rolling How beautiful she is. I was. know, it's just unreal. She's still absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, but I when bet, she's 22, yeah. she's ridiculous. And that scene, for one thing. You want me to fuck him now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna fuck now? <laughs> I just seeing that scene where they're where they're doing the swing dancing, and you know that scene was they were debating on whether or not to put that in. Like John Favreau was like, I don't know how good I'm going to be at it because he's the one dancing. With yeah, it. yeah. Because and, the, whole, the whole movie has this swing theme to it, but yeah. you never see any any of the guys actually. Right, he's the only the one dancing. swing dancing. They're going, the whole thing. they're all into the swing dance right. scene, but you never see them dance. Yeah, they're, and, they're and, and we were talking about this. I would fucking so fit in with that. I mean, just the clothes and the. I wanted to dress yeah, like and that, just like, and just like the cherry popping daddies in your Fuck headphones yes. on repeat. Fuck yes, he's walking I, I around. I love with, it, dude. He's, just, he's just walking around Zoot Suit Riot playing in his head all the time. <laughs> I love, I love the, I love swing music. I love, you know, and um, it's just, it's I like because it it's a movie about heartbreak and you know, and and John and and John Favreau. He's one. Of, he's one of my favorite people, man. He, he's he's gone. He's come so far. You know, he he came to Hollywood first as like a, as minor actor. He was in Rudy, and he quit Hollywood after that. Rudy was offsides, by the way. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, he was in the movie. And he, he played a terrible role. He hated it. He fucking hated it. And he and him and like Vince Vaughn was in Rudy too. Yeah. So they basically made a pact. They said they became. That's I think that might be where they met, but I'm not sure. Right. And they they became friends. And they said we're not. He said if if this is the way Hollywood's going to do us, then we're not going to play by these rules. And they, you know, pulled back from promising maybe promising careers to do it their way. And they got with Peter Billingsley, and they got with you know that whole cadre are now responsible. They own fucking Hollywood. So you know, John Favreau owns Hollywood now. I mean, he, he was in Swingers and could barely make it, and that is based on his life. All those characters are based on his friends, including him and Vince Vaughn. So, you know, now now he, he directed Iron Man, and now he does all the yeah. Disney and he's movies. a he's a linchpin for fucking Disney now. I mean, the guy's a, he's got to be a. And uh, when he's not doing one of those, he does whatever he wants. He has exactly, a sh- he has a show on Netflix. Show. Yeah, and I'm just like, and he's and. He's just amazing, and I'm and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, it's one of those things where you have a moment like I can do anything I want as long as I'm willing to put forth the effort. I can do anything I want, and that's I've got a group of people now. I write down idols. I'm like John Favreau, David Goggins, you know, all these people who me, sure, and <laughs> <laughs> let me have it. Okay, you're on the list. Thank you. Um, but and every time I want to quit or I want to shortchange myself, I'm like, you know. You said you wanted it. Are you going to go get it? So, yes, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm committed, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Well, my big goal, and we've talked about this before, and it's a, it, I believe you should have a crazy goal, just one that's nuts, that's so far out there that can um, probably never happen. I want to be on the Joe Rogan show. I want to be interviewed by Joe Rogan and go on a show and talk about the journey I've gone through when I started when I was 42. So, could happen. If I write a book and you know, well, change enough he, people's he has lives, said, so. he has said it's one of his big quotes. I love a success story, but I also love a story where somebody's completely fucked everything up and they come back from. Absolutely, it. that's me. That's my life. I mean, an alcoholic who fucking you know uh, was committing sl- slow suicide at the beach and you know just couldn't man for a while. I couldn't get a break and 
I think that um, things have turned around for me, and I, you know, positive thinking. And you know, I, I have some bad days. I had a bad day yesterday, but you know, I, I, I really believe that I can, that I can do it. I really believe that I can, you know, turn my life around and get in great shape and, and be like a motivational type person. People are like, listen, man, you, you can do whatever you want, and it's never too late. Yeah, you know, I'll tell them. I started when I was forty-two. Like I lifted weights all my life. I was fat. You know, because I was stuck in this body image that I had to be big and strong and intimidating, as opposed to just being happy and in shape and striving towards something. You know what I mean? Happiness wasn't part of the equation. It was being intimidating because I was an intimidated kid. You know, so I didn't. I never wanted that to happen again. So I was like, well, nobody's going to do that to me anymore. So I'm just going to get as big and strong as possible. I don't really give a fuck about that anymore. I really don't. I mean, yeah, I'd like to be big and muscular, but I already am. You know, I mean, how much more do I have to put on before I can, you know, just be in shape and be happy and, you know, and work on myself in that way? And some guys were stuck in that. David Goggins was stuck in that. That's the, one, that's the reason he did that. He got really big and, and became a big fat power lifter. It was because his dad abused him, you know. And, you know, I'm not saying that happened to me, but I'm saying that, um, you know, things happened in my life and I just didn't want to be intimidated anymore. So I said, you know, I, I was bullied relentlessly when I was a kid. Relentless. There was a, there was a four or five guys in my age, in my class who just tortured me and some pretty unhealthy shit happened to me. And, um, I remember it vividly and it's, and it's haunting. And I just said, I'm not going to do that anymore. So. They don't get to live rent free in your head anymore. It's like what I told you last week. Whenever uh, Scarlet Witch tells tells uh, Thanos, "You took everything from me," and he turns around and said, "I don't even know who you are." Yeah, that applied. Yeah, that's like a, Thanos. Yeah, that's a great. I mean, yeah, that's a great quote. And you know, I just and for the first time, like the the clouds have parted and 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 the path is clear. I you know, don't get me wrong, man. I'm still human. I don't want to go to work some days. I don't want to go to work tonight and work a midnight shift. But that's what it's going to take. You know what I mean? I, you have to have money. You have to have, you know, forward motion, and that's how you get it done. You know, you. I can't believe I'm going to quote Steve Harvey, but Steve Harvey says, <laughs> he says, make the job that you have, you know, build your dreams. He's like, I've got a great job to do that. I make lots of fucking money. So, you know, I can d- devote all that, all the extra money that I don't really need to either saving and, and making myself financially. Equities. Y- yeah. Or, you know, just. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy more often than not nowadays. So, and that's the inverse that's, of what that it used is, to be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was never happy ever. Good. You're still a faggot. So though. you tur- you turned <laughs> you turned that frown upside down. You piece of shit. I yeah. did. Yeah. I watched that uh, West Side Barbell documentary yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Lou Simmons is a crazy person. Yeah, he is. Like, if your numbers started dropping, he would kick you out of the gym. Yeah. This was not a. This was you didn't pay to go there, right? You're part of the fucking team, and if you started going south, you got kicked out of the gym. You started causing trouble. You got kicked out, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it fucking worked. Every one of his guys is uh, on the list, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. One of his guys has the the best total. Like the mm-hmm. then the powerlifting squat is, deadlift, squat yeah. deadlift on, in two different weight classes. Yeah, ever holds world records. Who is it? I forget his name. 
I'm trying to. I, but he, I should know who he is. But he he also loved them like they were his children. Absolutely, and he's always. The only thing about it is there, the steroid use there is fairly real. Oh, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> There's a guy that came there. He was 17, and he said, he, the guy said, I want to be the strongest man in the world. What do I need to do? And Louis Simmons, in his typical way, said, lift lots of weights, take lots of drugs. And that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's honest. Yeah. He could have thrown he, in there, take lots of, eat lots of food, and get lots of sleep, you know. He... um. He didn't invent a lot of things like uh, the chains. That's where we get the chains on the bars from, mm-hmm. and the the bands, the rubber bands. Like right. he he took them from other places, but he popularized them in America. Absolutely. Um, the reverse hyper machine. He invented that. And if you don't know what that is, it's it's like a bench that you lay on belly down, and um, there's uh, a thing that um, your legs. You, your legs are straight, and you bring your legs up like this from your belly and down like that, up like this and down like that, and it works your lower back really well. Mm-hmm. And apparently it saved his life. The man broke his back twice, and then I think he blew out his knee. Yeah. Um, one of his guys blew out his knee during a meet, I think, doing squats, blew out his knee, and um, everybody thinks of Louie as this, this hard, scrabbled man, which he is, but whenever he got out of the hospital... There was everything he would need for like the six months that he was getting better before he could come back to the gym to uh, waiting in his house for him. Yeah. And told him your spot's still here when, whenever you get better. He would never say anything to him or g- give anybody a hug, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. I mean, Even the women there, the strongest women in the world. Laura Phelps Sweat. Yeah. She works out in there. She's fucking amazing. She's on She's on gear. I mean, she, oh, yeah. she's definitely on gear. But, um, but even so... It's amazing what she can do. You know what I mean? Again, the steroid question, I don't really give a shit what you take. That's your fucking business. You know, people always say, well, they're on steroids. Well, I mean, yes, so what? Why rain on their fucking parade? One of the guys said, if you got a problem with taking steroids, we'll give you the exact same thing that we take, and you go work out on your own, and then then we can meet in the middle and figure out who's stronger. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I know, I've, I've known guys who take steroids and get fat. Because they take steroids and they just think it's going to do it for me. I know a guy right now who's taking steroids most of his life and has gotten fat. He has never, ever been in shape. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've took, I took him, like I said, I took him one time just to see what it was like. It wasn't for me, but I, you know, and I did used to attack people who were on him, but that was because of insecurity in, with myself. You know what I mean? Like, that guy's moving all that weight, but he's on steroids. So what? So what? He's on fucking steroids. Who cares? You know, it... It don't matter. No. I mean, I like doing what I do. And, you know, if I do it naturally, that's my choice. If I don't do it naturally, that's my choice. But even people on steroids still got to get up and put and roll out of bed at 5 o'clock and put their fucking shoes on. Roll out of bed and put your fucking shoes on. And then take a shot in the ass or do whatever the fuck you do. But fucking do it. You know, and it's just... Like it showed videos of them in the gym... Doing their squat workouts, blood coming out of their nose, yeah. on their chest, and they're just screaming doing the squat workout. Um, and and then it's I don't know, man. It's like I don't, I've never squatted so hard that my fucking nose starts bleeding, or deadlifted so hard that my nose starts bleeding. I'm like I don't know, maybe. What else is happening to your internal <laughs> organs? <laughs> See, I, that, that's never been my thing either. I, that's why I don't think I was a successful powerlifter because whenever I, my body made that check. This is hurting. This is causing damage. Hey, hey, hey. I quit. I, yeah. I, I stopped doing it. Now, I've gone beyond that now with squatting. Like, 
the other day I was, went through a squat workout. It was fucking hard, man. First set was fucking heavy. I'm just like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And I just fucking screamed at myself, you're going to fucking do it. And I did it out loud. Like, <laughs> I, I was in the gym by myself, of course. And I got underneath it and I fucking completed it. And actually one set, I got two, I got up two of them. And I just had to set it down because my legs were shaking so bad I thought I was going to drop it. So I walked over the side, got my breath, and did three more to complete that set. And I completed all my sets. And then I did it with deadlifts. You know, I, I, I believe that you should push yourself beyond your abilities. Now, it, it, does that mean that what I think they're doing is – it's not for me. I mean, it's definitely I, not – Long-term healthy, even though no. Simmons is 72 and he's still working out. Well, but he's probably a rare, you know, he's a rare bird, buddy. I mean, yeah. he's, you can get their merch on Amazon. I want to get a Westside Barbell shirt, even though I don't want to be called a poser, because that would absolutely be a poser wearing that shirt. But, um, yeah, dude, it was a pretty cool documentary. Um, what's his name? Narrates it. Hellboy. I don't forgot his name. Uh, Ron Perlman Yeah Ron Perlman Anyway that's about all I got for this app Anybody got anything else I'm good Alright Chuck and I have a date to go call some wrestling Yes we do Alright we're gonna go out with jerks Because I like them Which one They're my friends I don't care Yes Thanks for listening Go forth and fuck yourselves